All right, y'all, we are chock full of goodness and healing on the Robert Scabell Show today. First up, Sacred Fire of Liberty as we launch every Thursday, uh, first hour. And that's with, of course, Jonathan Emord, Sacred Fire of Liberty. We got a lot to catch up on, a lot to discuss. So that's coming up. Hour two, we are loaded for organic bear <laughs> or potatoes for my garden. We'll see. Uh, Brian Artis is back. Dr. Artis, Dr. Ed Group, Dr. Henry Ely. And Dr. Jana Schmidt, the four docs coming from Healing for the Ages conference. We got the digital download available for everybody. We're going to get some updates on that. A little bit of the Health Freedom Expo Redux with Dr. Artis. It was his first time there, I think. We had a great time. And a whole lot more to do. RobertScottBell.com slash listen for all of the, uh, well, I guess a chat room frivolity. For those of you who want to chime in there or wherever you're watching, please share the show. We got a lot going on. Our next Zoom AMA is going to be the 28th of October, a Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So if you like the homeopathic hits for free and you want to say, hey, thank you, become a patron supporter. We got that going on as well. So thanks for being here. Let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Welcome, one and all, to the October 19th edition of the Sacred Fire of Liberty on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Fresh off of a dynamic weekend with meeting so many awesome folks, reunioning with many as well. Shout out to Julie Whitman Klein and the family for hosting us. And Jonathan E. Mord, the Health Freedom Expo was amazing. And Jonathan, the support for you is uh, only growing. And I so much appreciate everybody that enjoyed spending time with you and all of us. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, I was taken aback by that standing ovation um, at the expo. And I, I really just, the number of people we met Robert in such a short period of time and all the donors and supporters to the campaign, phenomenal, phenomenal reception. And so, those guests, Robert, uh, Dr. Mark Richards, unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. That was the first time I met him and you had known him before he was on the health freedom panel with us. And I was blown away with his, uh, integrity, his, uh, willingness to look at the you know the profession of medicine and and call it out where it you know where it's not good and and he is doing extraordinary work in the right direction and that that great scientist from children's health defense brian he hooker was, yes brian hooker dr brian hooker he was phenomenal yeah uh, you know and then all of our old friends too uh diane miller was great diane and Miller was great yeah and it, it's it's uh that was one of the best uh expos i think i we've ever had it was phenomenal. Yeah, the people were so ready for the information. And, and you know, it isn't like it's foreign to them anymore. Uh, it, it, they're ready to go with it. And, you know, I had comments about you because you were sitting right. I was standing up. You're sitting on the end of the table because they added Brian Hooker at the last minute because he couldn't do the Sunday. And he was a great addition. And so you're sitting a little bit off the table. But people said, you know, when Jonathan spoke, I mean, every word had had meaning. And uh, unlike a politician, you didn't go on and on and on. You you would say you're people are not used to that. Right. Because, of course, we know you're not a politician. But the point is, you are running for the United States Senate in Virginia. But you, it doesn't change you in terms of who you are and what you're communicating. And again, I love hearing it from folks that maybe don't know you yet. And they see you and like, oh, man, dude, I, I, I got to support this guy. And we had so many people come out for you. So, uh, again, yeah, great event. I, I Shout out to Joe. 
I, I really am overwhelmed by the reception and I'm, I'm very grateful for it, Robert. You are phenomenal, Robert. I can't think of any better host for the, the whole program. You, uh, it, it, I don't know you, how you got to know each of these people intimately enough to be able to give a question to each from the podium that was perfect. I mean, you, it, 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 it's uh, remarkable, but you have an ability to do that. I think it's part of the, you're selfless. Um, in many respects, Robert, you just, you're invested in achieving the objectives and the goals and you're a freedom advocate and your, your attention is not on yourself. You know, that's the mark of a great journalist in many ways, right? Look at me, everybody look at me. Right. <laughs> well, a great journalist focuses the attention on the subject or on mm. the issue. Yeah. And so many of these talking heads today are all about themselves and it's refreshing to see someone who has the mastery of the the art and journalism to be able to do that so well so it was good robert all the way around i i like you know i like the spotlight and and highlight people that are doing good work and learn about them and i want to know what makes them tick why do you do what you do what have you been your experiences so for me i'm enriched by that you know as opposed to yes look at me everybody you know i, I got a show six days a week i don't need that i i just enjoy so much the ability to do that and you know i had never met dr richards and and one other uh, woman who was a naturopath, a traditional naturopath, not an allopathic naturopath on the panel that is also a legislator in Indiana. And wasn't her story fascinating? fascinating. Uh, yeah. She was a great one, too. And that's another person who's really not a politician. I mean, she got into this just to protect her family and to protect um, her neighbors and, you know, to save the economy in, in, uh, in Indiana. Yeah, she was great. Um, I don't know. You picked him really well, Robert, and so did Ju Ju Julie. Julie, she, yeah, she, she held a good panel. To, uh, and and as I said, uh, uh, you know, the the idea that there was someone who was, I was stunned that there was a naturopath, traditional naturopath in a House of Congress, if you will, at a state level in Indiana, uh, because as you said, motivated by her love of her family and her community to say there are things that are outrageous that are going on. I needed no one's doing anything that I, I think needs to be done. And she runs and she wins despite all odds and obstacles, right. which, you know, it should be a message for any of you out there that are resonating with that kind of I feel like I have to do something. I'm not sure what it is. And I know that not everybody is going to run for office, but there are many of you who need to because you are bringing that integrity to a place where there hasn't been a lot. And it's not easy, but when you guys can gals get a chance to watch and it will be February, we'll have the uh, the what do they call the virtual expo where you, you'll get to see it'll still be very relevant at that time in February uh, to uh, uh, see what people are doing from various backgrounds, walks of life to make a significant difference to bring freedom back to this country at the local, state and federal level. Yeah, it's a magnificent program, and it's so unusual. Uh, there's nothing else like that in the country. And so when you have the opportunity to go to the expo, you should. The next one is a virtual expo, right, Robert? Yes, that's right. They'll replay everything we did. And usually we do some extra, uh, like there's another live health freedom panel, and usually you're able to do that as well. And it's done through the app or online, but it, it, look, all of us that were there couldn't see everything that happened. It's not possible. <laughs> so I look forward to it because I can watch the the uh, lectures that I wasn't able to attend uh, when we were there live. So uh, everybody tune in for that and we'll, we'll give you insights and discounts to get onto the Virtual Health Freedom Expo in February. But for now, 
Um, Jonathan, you're back on the campaign trail in Virginia, doing all the things you do in, in, indeed in, in, in defending individual liberty, as well as for clients that still are working with you at Emord and Associates. But if everybody goes to emord4va.com, that's where we t- typically like to focus. Now, um, controversies abound right now in the Middle East, and they have for a long time. You know, my mother was there at the dawn of Israel, and she wrote a book about her journey. Uh, and and it's just quite extraordinary the things she saw in the 20th century. Now here we are in the 21st, and it's so upsetting to to anybody who cares about life that uh, you know these things are happening. Uh, I am not beyond criticism of uh, let's say Israel and the government of Israel about the loss or the the failure of of intelligence doesn't absolve the those perpetrators that went in and did the heinous acts but there are people in israel just like we are in america when we look at our own government say hey how did you mess this thing up too simultaneous to now having to defend your very existence and the propaganda wars are on big time with the whole uh, the hot the hospital that supposedly was they say it was targeted by israel turns out Hamas fired a rocket that misfired and went into last I heard was like a, a parking lot outside and 500 people were not killed, but some were. Uh, but the first casualty of war is what? Truth. In so many ways, we have to step back and dig deeper and and not just react because you have a bias. And, and there's a lot of bias in our media against Israel and its existence. Yeah, it's um, you know, this 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 situation with the hospital is uh, a massive false, uh, fake news, propaganda, uh, spin uh, doctor event for the for Hamas. I mean, they blew up their own uh, rocket. Uh, it was an Islamic Jihad rocket, actually, that was uh, their ally, Islamic Jihad, was attempting to fire it at Israel, and it misfired, landed in the parking lot of the hospital and blew up. It was full of fuel, so it caused uh, significant damage in that uh, hospital. Uh, but the number of deaths associated with it have been grossly exaggerated by Hamas. They said 500 people died. Um, apparently, it's a fraction of that. But nonetheless, um, the tragedy is brought upon themselves because they're using these weapons that are intended to kill Israelis. So they, if they had succeeded, they would have killed the potentially, unless it was interdicted, they would have killed a substantial number of Israelis potentially. And so uh, they're upset because their own bomb blew up. Uh, their hospital. So rather than take uh, responsibility for their own idiocy and failure to launch that missile properly, they deflect attention away from it and use it as a further means by which to aggravate tensions against Israel and among their own people. Mm-hmm. So it was good for Israel to call it out. Uh, well, the Israeli Defense Forces did early on indicate that it was certainly not fired from Israel, but that there was some indication it came from uh, the uh, Hamas or some other uh, uh, terrorist group inside um, the Gaza Strip. And then it ended up being from uh, Islamic Jihad. Uh, but, you know, when they also have this map showing all of the misfires that they've had and explosions associated there with, you know, from their own idiocy in launching these rockets, we know that they've launched thousands and thousands at Israel. But among those are, are dozens that apparently have uh, blown up or have failed to launch properly. Uh, and that's um, that's part of it. They don't have the directional systems that Israel has, and they, they don't have the sophistication of that. So they just mm-hmm. uh, willy-nilly, when they launch these things, they have a general idea where they're going, but they have no idea what they're going to hit. Yeah, it, it is. Again, war is ugly. Uh, there's always going to be innocents that are lost in it. We're not fans of war. We recognize, though, as we say. 
the right of self-defense uh, is not something that uh, should be abridged in this case. Uh, the other thing that I mentioned about the last few years in Israel prior to this you know, war uh, breaking out was the war on the people of Israel by uh, Netanyahu's uh, connection to Pfizer and what they did. And I think they took the eye off the ball. It's like, all we need to do is in, in, inject every Israeli. It was like, you guys, uh, so many reasons it was wrong what they did. But I think that that might have contributed to, you know, thinking, well, there's not a big issue, anything bigger than a virus uh, that turns out was an engineered thing. And, and look, I'm not trying to, uh, uh, how would I say this? Again, my sympathies are with the Israeli people having family there as such. But I also say uh, criticism is necessary to say what is really important. And there are people here in America, Israel, governments around the world that sold out their people for a pharmaceutical construct that wasn't a real threat to most most people. And they did everything wrong. And I'm not just Israel, but many countries around the world did everything wrong. Didn't isolate the people who were sick. Instead, uh, you know, gathered everybody together and and, and weakened everybody through this. And I, I bring this up even at a time where it's difficult to discuss these things because I don't want this to happen again to Israel or anybody where you, you, you focus something so wrongly, you do everything so wrong that you end up missing something right in front of your face that is the real threat this entire time. Does that make sense? What I, just my concerns here, I'm just voicing as I think of them here. Well, on the issue of the vaccination of everyone in Israel, that obviously was a terrible mistake. And, um, you know, we see evidence ari arising from Israel that confirms that it was a mistake. At the time, uh, you know, the government of Israel was being given the, the same propaganda from FDA and CDC that we received that mm -hmm safe and effective and that it's essential and that we were, you know, under Fauci, they were pushing for some 80% of the American population to be vaccinated. And that same message of universal vaccination was being propounded by CDC and FDA to the world. And so you have our staunch ally, Israel, uh, getting that message and thinking that, gee, you know, we are already subjected to terrorist attacks and we have an international community that comes to Israel. We've got to we've got to protect our people. The problem is um, whether it was through, through naivete or corruption, yeah. they did the wrong thing. They did the wrong thing by uh, mandating mandatory vaccination for their entire population, and they're paying a price for that now. As are we in our military, Jonathan. Right? Think about all the things we've done under the Biden administration to weaken our military to defend ourselves should we need to. Uh, not only the, the elimination of many good people in the military that said, I don't want the injection, uh, but also the woke agenda. You know, all of these things that are, are are weakening a force that is designed ultimately to defend us. And, you know, this is my warning as I say this, not as a critique or or a side taking on anything, just that uh, anybody on planet Earth right now that looks at their government and how they made all of the wrong decisions, you've got to. Uh, you know, say, hey, how how do we do better from this point forward or else we're in bigger trouble? Well, the the problem was they, in a knee-jerk fashion, sacrificed individual liberty and freedom of choice. Right mm -hmm. off the bat, they came in with this yeah. authoritarian regime. We're not going to allow you to even hear criticism of the vaccine. We're not going to allow you to even question whether there's it's safe and effective. We are going to tell you it's safe and effective, and then we're going to impose mandates, and we're going to require you to be vaccinated to go to school, to get uh, go to work, to get on a bus or a train or appear somewhere at a concert or, or a, uh, 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 an event. 
And that whole approach of, of taking away people's freedom redounded badly uh, to the detriment of everyone in the whole country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the effect on immune system function, isn't it interesting that among the, the adverse event, uh, events for Pfizer from the vaccine, the third most common adverse effect is COVID itself. So people who are being vaccinated were at higher risk of getting COVID than people who weren't. You have a situation where our immune systems were taxed to the extent we took the vaccine, our immune systems were taxed and we became more vulnerable. And then that add to that the ridiculous idea that we all ought to be cloistered in our homes uh, and not allowed to go outside and so forth. Uh, the spread of the disease was, was tremendous as a result. And other you know, states like Florida that didn't have that type of a system encouraged people to be outside. Of course, good weather helps, but uh, also favored early treatment with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. They had a much better go of it than the rest of the country uh, in spots where, you know, like New York was really putting the kibosh on movement and uh, insisting on mandatory vaccination and vaccination cards um, to get into places. And they were all cloistered in their homes and they had, you know, remember those images of of Times Square with no one in it. And remember mm-hmm. those images of vacant streets all throughout New York City because they were terrifying, causing the people to become terrified by official messages saying, if you go out, if you are uh, in public, you're gonna get this disease and it's awful and it's gonna kill you. And um, while that it was an awful disease and it did kill many, the point is that um, the idea of keeping you cloistered was such a bad idea and actually exacerbated the problem so much. They followed the CCP's uh, method, yeah. which is, shut everything down and deny everyone their freedom. Had we gone the other route and allowed people to have freedom and free communication, information, we would have been much better off. We'd have saved a lot of lives. This, this, you know, shows me the danger of what I call medical collectivism. As I, I talk about Marxism in medicine, where doctors are not allowed to treat individuals as individuals. It's a one size fits all approach. And what did this lead to? You know, they were just following orders. Very few doctors and the doctors who did speak out against this insanity of like we've never treated a quote unquote infectious disease pandemic the way we did during COVID. And yet many of them were silent and just went along for economic or other reasons. And, uh, you know, this is where the rare individual who steps outside and says, no, this is wrong. The emperor wears no clothes. Of course, um we have the the repercussions of living a life of integrity. You know, Ron Paul would talk about, you know, you have the courage of your convictions, who stands up to bullies or something like that. And then is there a consequence for doing so? Yes, there is. Of course, there always is. The question is, is the consequence worse for going along and seeing what has happened and happening versus stepping up and being willing to risk, for instance, as a physician, a loss of license or loss of a job, and then find a way maybe to get it back later as we're seeing a lot of the suits that are happening for wrongful termination, et cetera, based on this. But I'm just encouraging people to stand up as you read about, yes, even in the Bible, where there were brave men and women who stood against tyranny when God spoke to them. And I'm asking people to get that connection and strengthen it. That relationship, because, you know, this is ultimately to my in my mind, spiritual warfare, when they disconnect you from the source of all your the wisdom, the rights, the healing, all of that and go for convenience sake or because you're intimidated and afraid because of the mob that you'd be willing to take part in being the mob, if not just silently watching as the mob does horrific things to innocent people. 
Yeah, uh, the founding fathers had a a visceral, almost um, uh, just a just an inherent uh, antipathy towards power vested in government. They understood that government power was a corrupting thing, and that those in government had to be bound down by the change of the Constitution, to use Jefferson's language that they, if left to their own devices, if given free will, if allowed to use any means, uh, uh, including means outside of what is constitutional, that they would very soon cause our country to devolve into a dictatorship for their benefit and at our sacrifice. And that, um, that threat that they perceived they knew would even come in this new system uh, which they had designed to prevent these very things, to create obstacles to the assumption of power. And uh, that's, the, that's the evil that exists. And unfortunately for us, Robert, when people are panicked, or to use Rahm Emanuel's language, you know, never let a crisis go to waste if you're mm-hmm. in government. Uh, the idea is that uh, we, as everyone knows, are more vulnerable when our lives are at stake, when our freedom is on the line, uh, and we begin to panic. Um, and so people uh, during the pandemic panicked because the mm-hmm. government led them to do that. It was an opportunity to create uh, a crisis, as Rahm Emanuel discussed. They followed the book. Uh, and the, 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 the effect of that was people just disregarded their own rights. They said, well, you know, it's necessary that everybody be vaccinated. Okay, I'm going to go get a vaccine and I'm going to do what the government tells me to do. They wouldn't mislead me. I'm going to trust them. Uh, and what they didn't know was that, in fact, they were being misled. They were being lied to. And that later came to light. So people mm-hmm. have learned a lesson from this whole experience, which is that you can never trust government. Yeah. You can never trust government. You must always be skeptical. You must always have a, a vibrant critical press and you also as an individual have to realize that official statements are politically driven even when they come from entities that are supposedly scientific like cdc and fda they're run by politicians and their content is politically driven and they choose science selectively to support the narrative that the administration wants this is the reality Mm -hmm. So when you at the same time have that propaganda going on and censorship of criticism of it mm-hmm. and criticism of the administration, then you really hurt us. And that's what happened here. We ended up following uh, information, believing it to be true, that was false. That is not necessarily me and not you, Robert, but the general public for sure, because they weren't given access to what we had, mm-hmm. which was strong criticism throughout the entire time of the uh, choice of the vaccine, of the nature of the vaccine, of its harmfulness, and of its lack of efficacy, its failure to provide immune support, and yeah. actually its taxing of the immune system. All of that we were being, uh, we were knowledgeable of because of the sources of information that we received, but those sources of information were denied the public because of this deplatforming movement, the collusion between big tech and the White House and CISA, and the FBI, all of it resulted in a huge loss for people because they didn't know they should take ivermectin when they first get sick. Right. They didn't know that they should take hydroxychloroquine when they first get sick. They didn't know that treatments with uh, the complement of nutritional supplementation of various kinds could actually 
hasten their return to healthy status. And so they went to hospitals, they were thrown on ventilators, they were abused by uh, remdesivir, killed sometimes by remdesivir. And they were led to believe that they couldn't have any contact whatsoever with their relatives. Their relatives were cloistered in in nursing homes and in hospitals and kept away from the most barbaric uh, thing to deny people access to a relative who's dying. Many died uh, without without their loved ones nearby. I think generations of Americans now in particular have ignored or not heeded the warnings of our founders. And this is inevitably what happens. You know, uh, I liken it to, you know, the spiritual laws that exist on this planet and this universe are laws. They're immutable and unchangeable. (laughs) If you violate them, even in ignorance, there's going to be a price to pay. And when you allow a centralized bureaucracy to overwhelm and 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 reach beyond the bond, the binds, if you will, of the of the Constitution. Uh, inevitably, the the the, found, the founding fathers warned us about this because they had studied the history of government throughout recorded history and said these are the things that make it untenable to to have that form of government or that form of government. They decided to try something new, and yet. Um, you know, and I know like places like Israel that believe largely in freedom. And as we talk about some of the controversies about the people who are supporting Hamas and the terrorist organizations around them that would not accept them, for instance, LGBTQ people would be often, you know, imprisoned would be the nice thing they would do. They do horrible things over there. Yet there's something else going on in those people. I don't know how to describe it, but I will say that the lessons that every government or people around the world in, in trying to look at what America had done and emulate it in the in the high ideals that we started with, um, you know, these are they're difficult times for us, even within our borders, Jonathan, because as many times as I've said, democracy as a word is not a word that was part of our founding documents. In fact, you know, our founders warned against, you know, this pure mob rule that could happen. And some people say, well, that's just you're splitting hairs. And I think, no, definitions, words mean things. And the fact that they've been so uh, uh, loose with definitions, almost purposefully changing them to words you thought you know what they mean. These things make it impossible to communicate and learn and know anything solid in terms of laws and principles. So I see a deception being purposeful on some level and that these people that have risen to the highest levels of governments and uh, around the world, including our own, have either been party to that and use it or completely are oblivious to it and lust for power, not freedom. And again, that's the, you know, what you wrote about in the authoritarians, how we got here. It didn't happen overnight once again. And I think these lessons are hard won, especially when there's such, such loss of life because people don't embrace those principles anymore, or many don't. And the question is, is this what it takes to wake us up? Perhaps it is. Well, I think people are aware now that their government had lied to them over and over again and uh, gave them false information, which they relied upon and to their detriment. Um, We still have falses, of course, being perpetrated upon us. We have this whole idea that you have to be given a booster every two minutes in order to survive. uh, And that um, that's not going over well with the public. In fact, the CDC just... uh, 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 expressed its angst that Americans are overwhelmingly not getting boosted, um, despite their warnings and threats that this is essential or we're all going to croak. Uh, so Americans are uh, um, getting getting to the the perception that this is overblown, 
And we are not in the pandemic phase. We are in an endemic phase that is fading even. And that endemic phase um, is one where if you get a variant, you're likely to experience flu-like symptoms. It might be severe flu, but it's not going to be a life-threatening event in the overwhelming majority of cases. So again, we ought to be focusing on treatment, but the government is, is still censoring information about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and nutritional interventions such as simple vitamin D3 and zinc and other simple interventions that can be taken that have profoundly beneficial effects. So rather than a wide open, robust marketplace of ideas, you've got the state medical boards and other licensing authorities threatening practitioners if they dare communicate information that's not consistent with the official orthodoxy. You've got people like Tim Kaine introducing an outrageous bill that would further centralize control over medicine in America related to emergencies, one of which would be the COVID emergency, where the government would be able to require everyone uh, to have their medical information given to local, state, and federal uh, health, public health authorities to evaluate. Uh, and then in addition, it would be able to propound a one-size-fits-all centralized bureaucratic answer to any emergency, just like we experienced with COVID with the COVID vaccines. And, uh, and that would be it. And doctors wouldn't have any freedom to deviate from it. They would be under the control again of this centralized authority, starting with the federal government, going through the states and localities. So this, this is a, a, a massive effort on the part of the left, uh, represented by Tim Kaine in this instance, mm -hmm. to get through legislation that will enable the government to do what it did in the COVID uh, period to great disastrous effect. Uh, over and over again with every health emergency that the government cares to declare in perpetuity in the future. And the one it denies at the border in the South. Think about that, what you've just said about they want to track everybody in America who's an American, but those that are coming in, here's some money, here's here's a ticket, go wherever you want. We don't right. know about your health at all. And we don't, it's just the and Axios, this is interesting. There's an article here uh, that we have in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. Axios is being ripped because, and they're a you know, left-leaning propaganda organization. They claim that open borders is a myth started by conservatives. <laughs> I'm like, how many Democrats now are going down? They're going, oh, this is bad. Uh, yeah, and there needed to be, uh, you know, visual inspection in order to determine the disgrace that's going on at the border. Well, I did that, and I can tell you, with the CBP's assistance and the CBP chief taking me around, uh, it is very clear there is no protection of the American borders. They have moved everybody into processing people. Their whole movement, their whole effort of this administration is to usher people in, and as you mentioned, you know, give them money, give them a plane ticket, give them a, a bus ticket, give them a train ticket to go anywhere they want in the United States. There's no vetting going on. They aren't looking into the backgrounds of these people. Uh, they're just, uh, if they say they want asylum, uh, they're just letting them go anywhere they want. And they say, oh, we'll get in touch with you, you know, when we have an availability for your hearing, we'll get, a, we'll get in touch with you. Oh, yeah, right. So that whole thing is just, I mean, it's so destructive, ruinous to our country. 
these people are coming in here without having to pledge allegiance to the United States, without having to forego any of their uh, their prior, you know, uh, uh, alliances or even their nefarious alliances with criminal gangs. I, I was being pointed to different people who had different tattoos. They said, oh, yeah, these people are MS-13 or 18th mm-hmm. Street or, you know, Cribs or Bloods or whatever. And um, and when I said, well, why don't you take them out? Well, you know, why, why do you have to why are they being processed? And the answer was. We're not allowed under the Biden administration's rules to presume that anybody coming across has a a, uh, a criminal or nefarious purpose unless we have specific Interpol information uh, that calls it into question or they're on the terrorism watch list. Otherwise, we're we're out of luck. We got to let them into the country. So droves droves of people are not only coming across criminally uh, through you know without being checked because no one's at the border. They're also being processed through. And being given money and being given tickets to go wherever they want and being get signed up for welfare and signed up for food stamps. And we're paying for them for months after month after month with tax dollars while they're uh, perpetuate, you know, doing all these horrible things, uh, sex trafficking, drug trafficking. This is a government uh, administration that is so derelict and so abusive and so failing in its in the president's function as commander in chief that there's no defense for the United States. We are virtually defenseless. Anyone can come into this country and you better believe it, that those who want to destroy us are not just sitting in Iran and North Korea and the Middle East. They're acting, they're coming across our borders and they're they're uh, uh, creating these cells and operative cells all over the United States. There's so many Hamas in the United States, you know. Uh, when I talked to the CBP chief, he warned that, you know what? Um, we've been seeing Hamas coming across the border for months. What we suspected were individuals from the Middle East who are young and uh, able and uh, male and appear to be here for a nefarious purpose, but we have no ability to stop them unless they're specifically identified on Interpol. So they 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 put those people in place. You know, we, we understand they've been planning this attack on Israel for two years. Well, you know what? It doesn't take too much farsightedness if you're a horrible terrorist, to say, hey, uh, Israel is the little Satan and the United States is the big Satan, in their words. Uh, and so we'll blow up Israel and then we'll punish the United States with terrorist acts by just taking advantage of their open border. The Chinese, ta- they're confident, the CBP, the Chinese have come through in large numbers into the United States, Chinese males who are in the PLA, People's Liberation Army. Um, so I mean, who would, it, why would you not think that is happening? Why would you doubt it? Uh, there's no protection. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of having borders is good for other countries, but not our own. <laughs> you know, walls are great for other countries, but not our own. There's still yeah. people that are living in. Border a, uh, you know. For the Ukraine. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll give hundreds of billions of dollars to the Ukraine to achieve border defense. But we won't spend one cent. Uh, to protect our own borders. Uh, what kind of sense does that make? Uh, particularly when the threat to the United States is not just a uh, future threat. We're seeing it unfold. We're seeing all of the increase in sex trafficking, drug trafficking. We have 105 or 6,000 deaths, uh, 100, maybe 108,000 deaths from fentanyl last year. That number is supposed to go up by as much as 60% or more this year. Uh, there's more fentanyl pouring over into the United States that is just absolutely amazing. 
that number, 106,000, is roughly double the number of people, who, Americans who died in the Vietnam War. It's one of the largest tragedies in American history, and yet there's no action whatsoever by this administration to do anything meaningful to stop it. Not one thing. Hmm. You have some upcoming events uh, added to the emortforva.com website. <clears throat> if you could go there and check it out today, Thursday the 19th, there's a, a Republican Women's Federal Forum for U.S. Senator Rand Paul. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you'll be able to get there in time, but uh, I know you will. Uh, also, there's another event on the 21st of October coming up. Congressman Bob Good and Matt Gates have, having a dinner. Uh, I, I suppose if these are up on the website, there are ways to get tickets maybe. Um, there's also an Emord Caravan and Kiwanis Club Halloween Parade on the 31st. That'll be in Leesburg, Virginia. And then what is this Emord Campaign Retreat uh, on the 4th of November I'm seeing here? Yeah. So we'll have some of our members of Team Emord down there working on the strategy for uh, the upcoming months. And it's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm so appreciative of everybody who's volunteered, of everybody who's donated everybody who's been a part of our campaign. It's absolutely amazing. And the amount of effort that they put in is just phenomenal, Robert. We've got people working really just feverishly in support of our candidacy all across the state. I want to thank all of them for that. And we have a new campaign manager, Jordan Bruckner, and he's very much piped into all of the grassroots. He's super strong supporter of the campaign before he became the campaign manager. And he's a very, very able and organized individual who is dead serious about ensuring that our campaign is victorious. So it's a it's a good thing, Robert. And I'm appearing like you would not believe all over the place. Yes. But it's necessary to get the name recognition up as much mm -hmm. as possible. So I want to say a special thank you to our friend Paul Baratero from uh, Echo Technologies. Paul. Paul was an amazing support at the Health Freedom Expo. Uh, yep. Brought some folks over and and uh, really we had a wonderful, you know, kind of side sessions, people asking you Q&A and finding ways to support you. And uh, I just I love I love that we all got to hang out together. And, uh, and Paul is I mean, Paul's phenomenal. Uh, Paul's a great, great man, independent of the campaign. Paul has got, you know, an enterprise that is that the entire idea of hydrogen infused water and the way his technology, which is so superior, does that um, uh, is truly remarkable. But uh, Paul's a great, great guy, you know, honest, down to earth and he very this country. He smart. loves America as we you know, do. Humble, yeah. so kind of masks that real smart uh, guy that's there. But he's great. And he'll be coming out to that retreat, too, in nice. uh, North Carolina. But I. One of the cool things, Robert, um, is that, you know, as you know, Paul, uh, he's humble about these things, but he's he's committed to pledging. He's pledged a million dollars to the pack that supports my campaign. Um, and that's that's incredible that the super PAC uh, has pledged publicly to give a million dollars to the super PAC that supports me. Free America PAC that has announced its support for me. That is um, that's phenomenal. Really amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And I'm just so, so excited. And if y'all are in on saving America and Virginia, uh, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, please uh, look at emordforva.com. Find ways to support the campaign. And um, direct contributions are wonderful, but even volunteering uh, for those of you in Virginia to help out or even online. For those of you online that know people in Virginia, 
it isn't a gimme, a given that uh, everybody knows Jonathan Emore because you all know him here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, yeah, so it's and it like really makes show. a big difference. So the pack, the super pack that I mentioned is completely separate from our campaign. Mm-hmm. But as a result, you know, uh, we are the campaign itself is subjected to FEC campaign limits and all that. So we really, really depend on individual donations. And if if you're able to do that, please do it. It's emordforva.com. And you can donate there through the contribute uh, button on the page. And it makes a huge difference, even if you're only able to donate a few dollars uh, to the campaign. It's, it's incredibly important and very valuable. So when you consider, you know, if, if 50,000 people donate uh, uh, $10, look, look what that instantaneously becomes. I mean, it becomes a sizable sum of money. Recognize that our enemy in this, Tim Kaine, my opponent, is going gonna, is gonna to have tens of millions of dollars given to him by uh, Alex Soros. Uh, and Alex Soros, actually George Soros, has been funding Tim Kaine's campaign since he ran for mayor of Richmond many, many, many decades ago. And that uh, campaign, he received $50,000 that long ago from uh, from George Soros. So Tim Kaine has been a closet far leftist for a very long time. And his voting record now and his positions that he took in support of the Clinton came campaign for president have uh, made his uh, liberal positions very public. Uh, but uh, he still acts like when he talks to different groups that he's a moderate and he votes, however, in a way that the Democrat socialists find almost perfectly 100 percent in alignment with what their objectives are for America. Hmm. So on the campaign trail, again, we're keeping up with you as much as we can support you from afar, much less if we're ever in Virginia together at events. We just have a great time. And, you know, it really is a celebration as much as, it, it you know, we acknowledge the, 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 the danger that we are facing right now in our country. For those of you who are in America, uh, the abandonment of the defense of liberty how that is, you know, so offensive to us and you that you're willing to, to, you know, put your own neck on the line, so to speak, to run for office, something you never, I don't know, intended to do as we've known each other for so many years until it became apparent that was the only thing you could do at this point beyond what you've done already in defending individual liberty and attacking the bureaucratic state. Uh, so this is a journey. It's still, I'd say it's still early, but boy, the time is getting close. And uh, folks, if you've considered uh, supporting Jonathan in the past and haven't yet, uh, please jump in at, at, at any moment here. It would be just so grateful for it. We want to see you in there with with the likes of uh, Rand Paul and Mike Lee and, uh, you know, those that are operating in the House of Representatives like Thomas Massey, others that have more of a, a, a real liberty bent in what they do. And as you talk more uh, to some of these folks that are in there, even having you, I perceive that will tip the scales back toward the Constitution in the U.S. Senate, which impacts every state you know so those of you say i'm not in virginia well having uh, a united states senator like jonathan emord will uh, be a benefit to you in whatever state you're in yeah this is the interesting thing about running for the united states senate uh it doesn't matter which state you're from uh running for the united states senate is a national platform enables you to introduce legislation that affects the whole nation of course and so you can really use that power and that opportunity to put back in place the limits that the Constitution has on government 
and to restore the founding principles uh, in everything you do, and also to liberate us from all these restraints on free enterprise that are encumbering us from being the greatest economic power in the history of the world again, and also uh, ensure economic opportunity here. A lot of people don't realize that the recession that we're in now and the depression that's contemplated in 2024 are very much the byproduct of the United States government. It's not something that is beyond gov the government's control. It's actually created by the government. The spending is astronomical. And what the spending from the federal government has done is cause inflation. So all the prices that you see at the grocery store that are going through the roof on everything, and then and the cost of everything is going way up. Uh, and then you also have the gasoline prices going through the roof. All of this is because the Biden administration's agenda involves an attack upon the free market and a restriction of free enterprise uh, to the extent that, you know, that combined with inflationary spending creates a real unique uh, horror. And that is uh, we're going to see and it's, it's now present, but it's going to get a lot worse. Unemployment rising and rising. At the same time, we have uh, rampant inflation, virtually uncontrolled runaway inflation. And then we're also going to see interest rates through the roof because that's the way they try to control the money supply, despite the fact that it will not work to stop inflation. It's so much money being pumped in the economy. And then at the same time, you've got all these regulatory restrictions that are making it impossible for business to run like a well-oiled machine. And instead, it just limps along because it's restrained by the government at every turn. Well, if we eliminate those restraints, if we restore energy independence in America, if we cut down the cost of things by reducing inflation through cutting government spending, and if we also cut taxes so individuals can both receive relief, but also we can fuel an economic boom by allowing those that were previously heavy taxed and didn't have the opportunity to invest and to uh, use those resources to purchase goods and services that they want rather than what the government wants, Mm -hmm. The change, it will be so dramatic that it will cause us to catapult out of the depression and into a very positive economic environment in which we are very prosperous. Remember, it wasn't very long ago. It was under the Trump years that we actually had prosperity. I mean, you remember when you didn't have to worry about every single dollar that you spent, you actually could spend a little bit here and there without mm -hmm. having to worry that, oh, my goodness, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford essential things like gas to go to work or I don't know if I'm going to be able to do uh, any more spending through my credit card and all of this sort of thing. This is what people are experiencing nationwide. Credit card debt is absolutely at a zenith in this country. Savings is dropping precipitously. People have to dig into their savings just to make it. The cost of everything is continuously going up. And the blame for all of this is Joe Biden and the Democrats like Tim Kaine, who's voted for every trillion dollar plus spending bill he's ever seen. Um, and he's and, and he's favored every regulatory restraint. He's actually favored an open border policy. He said that uh, Mayorkas is doing a fantastic job. Can you believe that? Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, the person Joe Biden has put in place for the purpose of opening the borders, who lies in his testimony to Congress, where he says that there's no border problem. Everything's secure. Utter rubbish. Everybody on earth knows it. Every CBP agent knows it. And yet he has the temerity to make that statement and to insist upon it, that they are enforcing the immigration laws, when in point of fact, they're not. Um, anyway, this corruption, this abuse of power, this destruction of our rights, this destruction of the American economy has got to come to an end.
Mm-hmm. And I want it to end not because the whole country collapses, but because we vote into right. office people like me who are dedicated to ensuring that we restore constitutional limits, we cut government spending, we reduce regulation to a minimum, and we expand the free market as much as possible, and we put the money that the government has been taking from you back into your pocket and trust you to decide what's in your own best interest rather than have the government direct everything to what it wants politically and what the leadership in the government wants personally. Let's end all this corruption. Let's end big government. Let's get back to a limited federal republic and let's get back to a nation that is prosperous and free. That's what we need to do. Yeah. And how about a separation of medicine and state so we don't have flu shot propaganda and mRNA COVID shot propaganda every year? Uh, How many hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer funds are wasted on promoting products that enrich an industry that has little or no liability when their products injure or kill? I mean, I, I don't want them to promote homeopathy, even though I'm a homeopath, because it's not the role of government to engage in that market activity. Uh, oh, you know, choosing winners and losers, creating monopolies and wiping out any competition and innovation. Again, this comes back to that health freedom discussion that we on, on an ongoing basis we have. And uh, I want you in the Senate for a lot of reasons. But and that includes educating these Republicans who don't recognize the proper role, constitutional role for government. And it isn't to tell people what to do about their health, especially when it's as wrong as it's been ever since they got captured, these agencies by this industry that is not invested in health, but sickness, disease, decay, degeneration and dying. And that's where it profits. Well, as you know, Robert, um, I wrote that bill many years ago for Ron Paul called the Congressional Responsibility and Accountability Act. And it was designed to restore the separation of powers to ensure that the Constitution which contains limits that require only Congress to make the law, actually was uh, something that was implemented. And we've had for a long time now a massive bureaucratic state. Three quarters of all federal law is not the product of those we elect, but the product of the unelected heads of the bureaucratic agencies. That was not to be. There's no constitutional provision for a, a bureaucratic oligarchy to rule the United States. The United States by design is a republic, a limited federal republic and one of delegated powers, not unlimited power. And through the bureaucracy, they've they've created a government of unlimited power. And so the solution that bill had was no regulation that was uh, proposed by an agency could have the force or effect of law unless it was enacted by Congress. It would just be a proposal to Congress, and that's the way it should be. Uh, And in addition, it would uh, prevent the existing regulations from continuing to be enforced unless Congress passed them into law within three years of the date of passage of the legislation. So it would have greatly shrunk and neutered essentially the bureaucratic state, which is killing us economically and our rights are being violated with impunity by it. So that uh, solution never got passed. I'm gonna reintroduce it. And I think with a Republican Senate and House, we will get that thing passed and the effect will be phenomenal. Overnight, you will see businesses leap into the marketplace in ways that they had not been able to. Opportunity will be all over the place. And then comes the second phase of this, which is to eliminate the regulatory state. And we need to do that individually. We need to take out agencies of the government. There are numerous agencies that need to go, and people cry up and down, oh my goodness, then there's gonna be no protection for consumers or uh, patients or whatever, utter nonsense. The law, as the founding fathers understood, it was not prior restraint. 
the law was designed to have clear uh, objective standards that would have to be met. And if somebody's defrauding consumers, well, guess what? You can prohibit that by law. You don't have to have an agency policing the market and restricting free activities on the assumption that everybody is going to violate the law and abuse people. You instead have in, in the United States, we're supposed to have a presumption of innocence and we're supposed to prosecute people when they violate the law, but not everybody, not restrain every single person, not deny them their freedom. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, it's, it's analogous to this, which is also something they want to do. It's analogous to taking every uh, uh, free person who wishes to defend their property and themselves with a firearm and prohibiting them from owning a firearm on the assumption that criminals uh, can arise and do arise and uh, can kill people. No, we have a system in this country that starts with the, the supposition that the law applies individually and must be assessed individually with probable cause of a crime in an individual case. You can't just declare uh, at a university that speech is going to be censored, a state university. Speech is going to be censored if it talks about any one of these particular subject matters. You know what? Some of the universities, state universities, have actually done that. They've listed a code. They've, they've actually adopted codes of speech where they talk about speech that is permitted and speech that is prohibited. So you can't say certain words and you can't discuss certain topics. Absolute nonsense, total violation of the First Amendment. That is antithetical to the core values of this country. It is a gross violation of our freedom. But this is the kind of thing that is, is happening. And this is a sign of just how far the socialists and Marxists have gotten uh, in our country. And if we're going to save it, we got to restore the republic. And to do that, we got to kick these people out. And we have to ensure that the rule of law applies and it applies equally. We don't have a two-tiered system of justice. We have equal uh, application of the laws. And we also have the Constitution protected and not violated with impunity with these people because they want to turn this country mm -hmm. into a socialist or communist country. Well, go get them, Jonathan. I know you got to run. Uh, you got an appointment. I don't want you to be late for it. Uh, my brother, it's so good to see you. So great to hang out with you at the Health Freedom Expo. We had a great time and can't wait to do more. Uh, but you got more to do right now. So I'll, I'll wrap up the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show on my own for the next few minutes. So, Jonathan, go get them. All right. Take care, Robert. Thank you, my brother. Yes, sir. That is Jonathan E. Mord from, uh, well, you know, from the heart of what I call what's good about America. And that is our defense of liberty, our recognition that our rights come from God, not government. Uh, there are events coming up, not only for Jonathan, but for me, uh, this coming weekend, Saturday, the 21st of October, for those of you listening live or shortly thereafter, uh, we've got, we, uh, let's see, the Great Northwest Awakening, the Great Northwest Awakening. And it's uh, Patriots United WA for Washington, Patriots United WA.com. Uh, and that will give you a you know a ticket there a full day event. I mean, there's going to be just amazing things that are going on. I'll be speaking on health freedom and teaching y'all uh, those up there in uh, north of Portland, just on the other side of the Columbia River, about health freedom and what you can do to regain it. Uh, my good friend Dr. Brian Artis will be there with me. Uh, you got uh, let's see Tim Young, Lindsey Graham, not the Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, a different a woman, the Patriot Barbie. Jim Price is going to be there. Ryan Weaver is going to do apparently a full concert. Um, there's just some amazing folks that are going to be there. I'm, I'm looking forward to going up as well. Uh, Saturday, October 21st, it's an all-day event, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. at the Clark County Event Center. 
uh, in Ridgefield, Washington, again, just across from Portland, Oregon. I don't know how far, but I'll find out when I get there. So that is indeed coming up shortly. We also have a lot of other events in the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com. We'll let you know about those. Uh, I just want to say a quick thank you to my good friend, Bobby Oren, who was there at the Health Freedom Expo, also supporting Jonathan Emord. And he's got the wonderful folium products, the Chernobyl level antioxidant, as I call them, folium original, folium immuno, folium relax. Foliumpx.com, use the code RSB10 to get a discount. And that will bring what I think is a breakthrough in healing. You know, if you've hit that ceiling, you know what I'm saying? And you said you've tried it all, but you haven't tried Folium products. So check it out, foliumpx.com. And with that, we got a whole other hour of broadcast healing coming up here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Grateful for you to be here, to share the show, to join in. Say hello in the chat room as well. We'll check it out. And we'll also have the bonus round to cover anything you want after this, because the power to heal is truly yours. All right, hour two commences now on this wonderful Thursday, the 19th of October, 2023. And we got, uh, wow, the dynamic, I don't know, quadruple, I, what do you call it? The four musketeers, the uh, the four amigos pl plus me. We're going to figure that out. But uh, this hour, uh, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Ed Group, Dr. Henry Ely, and Dr. Jana Schmidt uh, returning from the Healing for the Ages Conference. The digital download is available. We'll introduce that with a little video in just a moment. Just got to check in with Super D as well uh, as we crank up this second hour of the broadcast. And by the way, uh, the homeopathic hit of the day is it's delayed until tomorrow. I just don't have time today between Jonathan Ebord and this crew. We're just going to have to wait. And I'll just give you a hint. Magfoss. Magfoss, a great remedy. You're going to love to hear about that tomorrow. That's a hint? I, I know, well, it's short you, lit the, you literally told them what it is. How no, is that I didn't hint? give them the whole Latin name. It's the shortened oh, version. Whatever. Okay. That, that, okay. Let me give you listen, a hint. Listen to you arguing about homeopathic names now, Super Don. Well, I, I'm, I'm creating my own now, so I'm Yes, qualified. I know. I, well, you have never gotten over the homeopathic I'm a homeopath by, by what? By like osmosis or osmosis something? Osmosis, for yeah. sure. Just being on the show with me all these years, you couldn't help it. <laughs> Yeah, you're practically making Latin, you know, Harry Potter spells all of the time. Right. Anyway, we'll have a good Expecto time. Expecto Patronum. <laughs> we got a great lineup this hour. I'm excited to bring my, my friends back. And uh been hanging out with Dr. Artis a little too much. I don't know if we're going to – oh, I got to do it again this weekend coming up. You have be been it. hanging out with him so much. Yeah. I saw this in the in the chat. It made me yeah. laugh. You yeah. called him Bri-Bri. Isn't that his name? Bri-Bri? Bri-Bri? Dr. Bri-Bri. We'll find out how offended he is. He's chowing down. His wife made some amazing, amazing food he's eaten. And uh, Dr. Group is uh, drinking some superfoods. We're going to get all of the background and details in a moment. I'm excited for that. Uh, also, you know, let you know about what's coming up. Uh, Super D, I just got to say, I was out in the garden this morning. We're prepping because the, the, the shift is on into the fall. Of course, we haven't had a hard freeze yet, thankfully. So we're still growing some stuff. I've got raspberries still coming out of the, the raspberry bush. But we went for the potatoes today. And I think I sent you a picture, harvested some potatoes from both the greenhouse and 
I want to say the outhouse, but that's not what I mean. It means outside of the greenhouse. Yeah, <laughs> let's not let's not harvest from the outhouse. That's not it would a... probably grow there, but no, we don't have one of those. Uh, but yeah, got some uh, nice little haul of uh, I don't know how many pounds of potatoes we got, but there we are from this morning. There you go, and uh, still enjoying the warm sunshine. Uh, but uh, it's a it's a wonderful thing after you've planted these things many months ago to harvest them and realize you're going to have some some good grub for the colder months ahead. And we've got plenty more to harvest. So encouraging everybody. We had, of course, uh, Marjorie Wildcraft on this week. And remember, rsbfood.com to check out how to do it. If you don't know how, even Super Don is doing it. And he's got so many tomatoes, he converted it into sauce. And uh, he was growing some cucumbers. That he's I got converted a whole bunch pickles. of these guys in the pantry. Dude, I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. Yeah. And I don't think I can release the uh, the uh, sauce from you, but I think you still have some pickles on the way. To I me do. Yeah. You know where you know where the where they are. Yeah, I they do. They just haven't made it out the door yet. On your They're right porch. next to the door. <laughs> what next thing so, I'll do is I'll put them in the car and leave it there for a couple of weeks. Right. I, they'll yeah. make it even better. It'll ferment more. That's right. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other announcements before we bring the crew on? Anything else that I forgot to to mention? I don't think so. I think we're good for the moment. Okay. I always, I would. Do you notice I always wear my snake venom shirt when Brian Artis is around? Is that what that is? Don't, <laughs> don't tread on my don't snake tread venom. Don't tread on me. Oh, gotcha. Crotalus horridus, uh, probably a rattlesnake. <laughs> but uh, we got that coming up. So why don't you play the video to introduce what we're going to be doing this hour, and we'll bring him on in, and and uh, hopefully we can see Doctor Ely as well with the uh, uh, the screen that wasn't showing anything. But if if nothing else, at least we can hear him. But go ahead. In case you missed it. And you weren't able to attend or watch online Healing for the Ages back in September. The entire presentations, both videos and the PowerPoint presentations, along with our 14-day action plan workbook and our entire resource-linked page, which has all the natural solutions to combating all the bioweapons you're actually experiencing and being exposed to worldwide, are at HealingForTheAges.com. In case you missed it, the very first day was a review on how God designed the human body, how the body detoxes, how it functions off of the foods we consume, uh, how it is that we were created, and how all systems work together in the human body. Day two, if you missed it, was how it is there are natural, published, and clinically applied resources that are absolutely proven solutions to every single type of bioweapon we're aware of. And during the last four years, we've all been exposed to nanotech. We've been exposed to 5G radiation. We've been exposed to EMFs. We've been exposed to something called plasmids. And now we've got billions of people around the world who have been injected with biological weapons called mRNA gene therapy. And at healingfortheages.com, you can actually get access to all of those resources right now. And it is my opinion, everybody on the earth needs to have this information why this was a three and a half year experiment that they called COVID 19 and they have actually figured out what worked to scare you create anxiety confusion panic paralyzation to get you not to act and then what got so many people to volunteer themselves for experimental injections worldwide please go to healingfortheages.com so you can keep you and your loved ones safe as much as possible and some of those solutions we gave in fact most of them are absolutely free it is so vital that we get this information to you, please go download this and please share Healing for the Ages with all of your relatives and loved ones worldwide. There's nothing in my opinion that is more important than that. It is simple. We've done the work for you. It's all there at healingfortheages.com.
All right. Well, let's uh, let's crank it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty. We'll bring in the crew, Doctor Brian Artis, my buddy, my pal, uh, Bri Bri. What are you eating? What did your What did your lovely wife Jane make you before you got on the air? Wait, I can't hear you. Can you not hear Brian? Make sure his his microphone is active. Because I'm not going to read lips. Go ahead. Wait, can you hear me now? Yes. I thought your mouth was full with food. Bri, Bri. That's funny. Oh, no. In between <laughs> interviews and in between uh, podcasts, we've got to eat sometime. It just happened to be now. I so just I'm sure, wanted some. That's all. Yeah. So my wife just brought up some uh, cauliflower crusted organic pizza she made for me yesterday nice. as leftovers. So that's what I was just chowing on before I go to dinner later. But uh, it's great to be here with you, Robert Scott Bell. How are you, buddy? Dude, man, I'm seeing you a lot, and I don't mind it. I'm having a great time. How, how did you enjoy the Health Freedom Expo? It seemed like you were very well-received there. It seemed like a lot of people were very excited to uh, have us both there, and it was very exciting uh, to participate in that event in Chicago, and it was a great turnout. And uh, I loved actually combining our day two presentations <laughs> for the group that's about to join us. Uh, they had Robert Scott Bell and I separated into ballrooms to do presentations at the exact same hour. And I said, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you, me, Robert should just go up on stage, bring everybody into one room and we'll just combine our, our efforts in one hour. And we did it. And I think it worked out very well. So it was yeah. actually a great, great, it was a it, great opportunity to be there at it was the Trinity fun. Health Expo. And I don't know why they had us head to head there, but it was great. We get combined efforts. And uh, did I embarrass your daughter, Sierra, all too much in telling her to introduce us? No, she was shocked that you did that, but she was actually, I think, uh, thrilled with the opportunity to be recognized, be given the mic and let her take over. We actually had her introduce me at the VIP dinner presentation the night before, and I think she gets all giddy being involved with anything I'm doing. And (laughs) she said, uh, I felt like a celebrity when that guy asked me to take the mic and introduce you. And uh, so anyway, as a teenager, that made her feel good. So thank you for allowing her to participate. She's a bright light as well. And I love bringing the family into this, bringing that family into this. Let's get our extended family into this. Dr. Ed group, Dr. Janice Schmidt, Dr. Henry Ely. Again, not uh, considering this is a, such a dynamic powerhouse group. And just as a reminder, how much I enjoyed the healing for the ages conference, being there in person with you guys. And thank you for inviting me and having me there. Uh, as I said, I was the only one to complain at the end, but uh, Brian, you know, chilled, cooled me out at the end and say, don't worry, we'll get some homeopathy in there next time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I'll wait. I'm patient. Uh, stop your whining, Robert Scott Bell. I put your recommendations into my presentation on Saturday. It's all in there. You gave me the list. I brought I homeopathics am, to the forefront, my friend. I I'm going to make sure you're involved more in the future. Totally whining here. Dr. Ed Group, look <laughs> at you, my brother. It's so good to see you. It's always good to see you, RSB. Man, it, I tell you, it's been a long time. We've been... Uh, Trying to educate the world, and uh, thanks to you, uh, you've done so much for bringing the truth to humanity, and it's just been probably the most awesome last couple years in my life, being around all these genius scientists and researchers and doctors and collaborating with everybody and looking at everybody's research with the intention, not egotistical and not trying to you know, put anybody down, but with the intention of healing humanity and really teaching people how to heal themselves, teaching them about the root cause and and empowering people and letting them know that they do have the power to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's always been a pleasure being around you. You're just a, a beacon of light, like you say. So thank you so much for everything that you've done over the years. Well, that's, that's the, you know, the mission and it's, it's overt. It's not hidden. It's not, it's not subtle. And you guys were right there bringing that power to heal. It was 
beautiful the way you again they're very complex things that are being presented yet at the same time bringing them out in a very accessible way and this is why if i haven't already told all y'all out there you need to download the healing for the ages digital you know uh, version if you missed it, it, it and and even if you were there you're probably watching it again and again and again to learn more and one of those things we got to do is a little bit of uh, honeybee energy with dr Jana schmidt i was so thrilled because i have my bee pollen every day and she's you actually you got your yellow going on there today Jana. yes hi thanks hi it's it's always wonderful to be involved in for being there at healing for the ages and make you so thank you so much yeah, we're getting some audio uh, hiccups there with you, Dr. Schmidt. Hopefully it'll clear itself up. And Dr. Henry Ely, I, I don't know, you know, under the definition of cool, your picture is right there in, in the dictionary. I didn't know if you know that. <laughs> and we got oh, no audio from Dr. Oh, Ely. We got to make Ely. sure audio is activated. I'll keep going back to Ed and Brian until we get that sorted out, but we couldn't hear you, Dr. Ely, for whatever reason, the uh, audio microphone is not activated in this interface that you got going on here. That's what happens when you end up in Tennessee. That's that where Ely is right now. He's in the great state of Tennessee. We call it redneck internet. Anytime our buddy Ty Bollinger tries to connect. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <clears throat> Brian, we're, we're going to be this weekend, by the way. Oh, there you go, Jana. We can hear you again. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we are trying to get it however I can. The directed energy weapons are working. <laughs> are. Oh, good Lord. Well, I want to invite everybody that's uh, still not made plans to be with us this uh, Saturday. Brian Artis and I and a number of others. I think we're holding up the Health Freedom uh, banner uh, for that event, because it's, you know, it's a lot of political and, and freedom talk, but it's uh, a we is it? No, what is it called? Uh, Patriots United WA.com. And I think we're flying into Portland tomorrow and then we'll be there Saturday for an all day event and then getting out again. So, uh, as I said, there's so many cool events that are occurring that you're happening to be at. And I am, too. The only thing is now that, you know, I know Dr. Janice Schmidt better. And of course, anytime I see Henry, it's a wild ride. And Dr. Green, we've known each other for years. I'm just so sorry that I didn't get to connect with you that Sunday morning after that event, the Healing Strong event. I got that earlier flight out. But I'm looking forward to the next time we're all on the, on the same uh, stage together. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, Dr. Ely. Yes. And yes, Robert, it is always awesome to be with you. And I was just so happy to, that you were able to get out. You know, because I know that, you know, your wife has to share you sometimes. And she was like, ah, OK, I'll share you one more time for Healing for the Ages. And it was just such an honor to have you there. And I think one of my favorite things was, you know, we've all done so many conferences by now. You know, there was just a real cool and unique vibe at Healing for the Ages. And it was it was like Brian talks about all the time. It wasn't about this ego and it wasn't about you know, look at us and we're so smart. It was about, look, we have a massive, massive problem to solve. And this is all hands on deck. You know, we got to, this is, we, we have to be at our best right now. Our best is needed right now. So it's such an honor to stand with 
all of you wonderful people here and be like, yeah, you, you inspire me, everybody on this call and so many that we have, we call dear friends now inspire me so much. It's like, I don't want to feel like I'm letting anybody down. You know what I mean? So I'll stay up and do that little bit of extra research because I know Brian's doing it. I know Ed's doing it. I know Jana's doing it. It's like, I can't, I can't bring up the rear here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's just so great to be here. Thank you so much for having us again. Yeah. I love the stories that were told on stage and ongoing here, even on the show, how uh, Dr. Ely was so reluctant to come on board, you know, with what Brian had brought out. And, you know, I kind of made fun of Brian a little bit about because there was no one criticizing him for anything that he's ever done, much less all the stuff he brought <laughs> out. And, and yet withstanding it and continuing on in integrity. And, uh, you know, part of the lesson that, that I continually learn is that there's always more to learn and there's always more to dig into and research. And you never hang your hat and say it's over. Uh, and that can be frustrating because some of us, maybe all of us would at one point would like to say, all right, we've figured it all out. Yeah. <laughs> then there's something yeah. else and there's something else. But that's the nature of life itself. And I think the dogmatic among the doctors, of course, has done them in in terms of credibility and their space and place as the experts. And I, you know, I keep bringing that up everywhere I go. Why do we look to the so-called experts that missed everything and got everything wrong as the ones now to come on board to figure this thing out and navigate our way out? And that's not what was happening at the Healing for the Ages conference. It wasn't looking back. It wasn't even harping on everything that, that they got wrong. But it's just like, here, here we go. This is what we're figuring out. This is what's working. And uh, this is something that we can all access and utilize. And we don't have to have PhD or medical degrees to figure it out. Amen. Can I give a testimonial right now of something mm -hmm. that Dr. Artis has been teaching? So um, we have one of our one of our uh, folks that we work with in the Artist Cellular Healing, um, and I've been working with him for coming up on a year now, uh, severely injured by the damn shots, uh, AstraZeneca, you know, so we're worried about the CRISPR phenomenon in there, worrying about uh, gene drive, this whole Bill Gates psychopathic thing that he's doing. Um, and, you know, he, one of our, one of my students, he's constantly dealing with excruciating, crushing substernal chest pain, you know, and it's as classic a case of angina pectoris as you'll ever see. So I was talking with uh, Brian about it, um, what, a couple of days ago, Brian, I was like, hey, yes. you know, how much of the EDTA do you think? And Brian was like, hey, just, you know, two, two MLs, which with the formulation that he's created is comes to about what? 400 and 450 50, milligrams, 450 milligrams, right? Something like that. And, uh, we, so, um, my student used that at the two MLs and, and the first he did first night, he did one ML and he didn't have any, any positive. He's like, yeah, there was really no change. But the second night he did two MLs of it when he was in an episode and he was like, that's the best and fastest that has gone away. Um, you know, and in the last year that we've been tinkering around with a variety of different things. So I think it gives more credence to that the spike glycoprotein is inspired by venoms, by venomous compounds. I mean, it's like, I don't know how many more things you have to see, but, you know, I think it's important for us to keep exploring and keep sharing this information. And we get these testimonials and these things back like, hey, this just worked. And you get that out in the world and let people, you know, explore it and try it because there's a lot of people right now, Robert, that are suffering. And the the elephant in the room that people are finally starting to talk about is the role of the damn shots mm -hmm. in creating these uh, these biological phenomenon. Yeah. One yeah. thing I want to share with the group here, too, like Ely said, uh, that's a phenomenal experience. It's the only reason why we did the research all day long is to try to find the antidotes and solutions in nature or that has been published and found to work. Give it to them and let them reclaim their health. Live symptom-free as much as possible. This EDTA thing is a discovery. I 
I have to be honest with y'all. I didn't even know what EDTA was until I read this snake venom phosphodiesterase from the company Innovative, Innovative Research that sells it to researchers to do gene therapy shots. I, when I saw their product page and it said, don't mix snake venom with glutathione, <laughs> vitamin C, or NAC, the next words are, this snake venom component is completely inhibited or blocked from causing toxicity by EDTA. And I remember, I didn't even know what EDTA was. When I did the interview with Mike Adams, Mike Adams looks at the, at the sheet on the screen and he goes, oh my God, EDTA. And he rattles off ethylene, diamine, tetraacetic acid as fast as he could even read it. And I was like, what in the world is that? <laughs> like, never even heard of this, but it, it's completely inhibited by this. To transform all of you in front of this audience right now. I told group this last night. Yesterday, I found a paper from 1990 where they took EDTA and after injecting mice with cobra venom, bungarotoxin, and phospholipase A2 from venoms of snakes into the animals, they gave them EDTA. And EDTA completely blocked all the deadly lethal side effects of those venoms. And then the people proposed, they thought... Because calcium is required for these venom spike proteins to damage our cells and make us sick or cause death. They thought it was the calcium dependency that allows the venom to be drawn into the cells to make it toxic. So what they did is, is they gave them cobra venom, bungarotoxin, which is crate snake venom, and then gave them phospholipase A2 venom. And then they went like this. Let's give them EDTA. Hey, they didn't die. Now let's flood them with calcium. So they injected them with a whole bunch of calcium and thought they could override the benefits of EDTA by adding more calcium. And it didn't work. The EDTA outperformed the added calcium, and it still stopped the venom from being lethal. And I was like, oh, my God, they were testing this in 1990. The two venoms you found called the spike proteins of COVID, originally found by the French scientists in April of 2020, we showed it again at the Healing for the Ages. I cannot believe the benefit of EDTA. And one of the things that I found out of this doctor group has done a great job of helping educate all of us. The mm -hmm. EDTA we created and formulated with Dr. Ed Group's team and his help is a form of EDTA that only takes out inorganic minerals. You can add as much, chem as much calcium as you want to the body, fortified in your food. It's going to pull those out, but not mess with the organic minerals that we get from our raw fruits and vegetables and nuts that we're supposed to be consuming anyway. So mm -hmm. it preserves those while taking out the disease-causing minerals. What I found <laughs> phenomenal was the EDTA didn't remove the excess calcium that was being added to these animals. It was just blocking and inhibiting the venoms and the enzymes that trigger them to use calcium. How cool uh, Dr. is that? Dr. Then Dr. I started wondering, since 1990, it's been 23 years since then. Wait, nope, 33 mm -hmm. years since then. <laughs> Wait, the magic number longer. 33. Right. Okay, yeah. you go. 33 years since then. How much of an effort has there been to convince people in the last 33 years, Robert Scott Bell and team, mm -hmm. to not trust EDTA because it draws out minerals you sure. need to live? That's when they were figuring out 33 years ago the venoms they're going to use in this pandemic as a vector, as a bioweapon, is completely inhibited by EDTA. Let me ask Dr. Group real quick about EDTA. It's been used by the, uh, the physician class intravenously, often as a, you know, a counter to certain metals. You know, we go back into the 20th century, uh, lead toxicity, et cetera. But oral administration of EDTA has, hasn't been a problem as far as delivery, or have you figured out a way with your team 
to to deliver it orally to get the benefit and success that Dr. Artis is mentioning? Yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, I think it has been uh, a little bit of an issue. Uh, first, The first thing is EDTA is not EDTA. EDTA comes in multiple different forms. It comes in sodium uh, EDTA. It comes in calcium EDTA. It comes in disodium forms. It comes in magnesium uh, EDTA. You know, this is kind of... Uh, one of the situations that we deal with, even with minerals, you know, you have magnesium glycinate, magnesium orotate, magnesium aspartate, magnesium. There's so many different forms of chelated minerals, and EDTA is kind of the same thing. I think a big issue with the EDTA in the past is, you know, it, it's been used successfully, very successfully intravenously, and even doing pushes, but uh, the oral forms. It, that all depends on somebody's amount of hydrochloric acid in their stomach, their liver's ability to break things down. But the beautiful thing about the technology that we have available today is uh, based off of the research that we've been doing since 2016 and on watching what Big Pharma has been doing. Big Pharma has been moving their delivery systems into lipid nanoparticle technology, into nanotechnology, and they're not even lipids, actually, that they're using. So what we've been uh, preparing for and developing is a way to create and deliver organic, natural substances, or let's say an EDTA, uh, even if it's a so-called synthetic substance, but be able to nanoparticleize that and put that, wrap that in what's called a glycerosome. We call it microsomal technology. And the difference between, let's say, taking a capsule or a uh, tablet form is you're looking at uh, the micron size of a powder, usually around 200 to 300 microns in size, whereas with this new uh, microsomal technology, we can create uh, the particle size about 8,000 times smaller. And in order to our, our, our philosophy and our mission is to neutralize, destroy, and educate people on the vectors that they're using to destroy or disable their bodies. In order for, and they're using nanotechnology to do that. They're, they're using electromagnetic frequencies, they're using nanotechnology, they're using plasmids. I mean, all these things that we talk about, you really can't see them, feel them, hear them, touch them, taste them. They're just too small. So what we have to do is we have to rethink everything and say we need to be able to, that's why homeopathics are successful too, but we need to be able to do things on a, on a smaller level to be able to utilize rapid delivery as well as bioavailability. The second thing is the EDTA, if you look and you go try to buy EDTA, there's a big differentiation in pricing. Mm -hmm. You can get 94%, which I personally think the majority of the oral EDTAs out there that these manufacturing companies are using are food grade or they're 94% pure or 95% pure. Most of it's coming from China. And the difference between choosing to use that type of EDTA and buying it for $10 a pound versus using the EDTA that, that uh, Dr. Artis uh, developed with his microsomal uh, EDTA formula is a huge difference because it's USPBP. What does that mean? That means US Pharmacopoeia approved and British Pharmacopoeia approved. 
The British pharmacopoeia has even higher standards than the U.S. pharmacopoeia standards. And that means it's pure enough to be used under pharmaceutical labeling, which means it has to be 99.999% purity. Now, the difference between you purchasing a 94% EDTA for 100 or 200 a kilo or a pound versus a USP 99.999% purity can be $1,000 a pound or even more versus 400. So what do you think most of the companies out there are going to use? It's still calcium disodium EDTA. That's why it's very important to use the USP BP grade. So what we do is we take that and then we have a specific acoustic uh, microsomal technology where we actually wrap that, those EDTA molecules in glycerosomes. We call it microsomal. Why is that important? Because you're bypassing any destruction from the digestive system. It can be absorbed sublingually. You can actually rub it on your skin. It's going to go in that way. Glycerosomes were actually developed by skin corporations years ago. It's just nobody, you know, found that out and, and, and researched that. We did because we we're looking for the next generation of nutraceutical delivery systems which are manufactured using, of course, all cold technologies, all raw technologies, all certified organic, vegan, non-GMO technologies. We don't use polymers and chemicals and solvents and all the other stuff that Big Pharma uses. So that's that. And, and this is actually the first, the foreign protein cleanse that Dr. Artis produced. And then the EDTA, the microsomal uh, EDTA, both of those formulas actually are the first two formulas ever released in the world that are the first two microsomal uh, rapid delivery bioavailable formulas mm -hmm. uh, for humanity. So we're talking like a whole nother level of technology and, and beneficial uh, effects that people can achieve. And for the last, the funny thing is, for the last two or three years, I've been telling people to drink distilled water at least 90% of the time, structured distilled water, the same water that Dr. Ely uh, presented at Healing for the Ages. He modified and made it better, actually. But what, we, what we've been talking about, and this is the big thing that I've been, you know, People attack us all the time when we come out with something that they, they've learned, like Dr. R's been attacked for the venoms and, you know, all of us have just been attacked over and over about different things that we're recommending or we're talking about. And distilled water was the, what we've all been trained is that it leaches the minerals out of your body. What they what their plan has been, because minerals, inorganic minerals are actually metals what their big plan is, it has been for years, is to infect us with a massive amount of metals. Yeah. Well, and yeah. calcify our bodies and turn yeah. us to stone, as, and then adding the nanotechnology. So all these metals work as receivers, antennas, transmitters for frequencies. And that's one of the beautiful things about what's happening with the EDTA. Yes, it takes all those stupid minerals and, and inorganic minerals out of your body. You want them out of your body. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Groove, one of the issues. Is, this is the thing I've been talking about for years. The real things that are zapping you of the minerals you need are the heavy metals because your body is using them to defend yourself until you have no more. So uh, what you're talking about is so much more innovative and on, and on target. And, and of course, you know, I'm just so I smile ear to ear, even when you guys are not around thinking about it. It's like, 
chiropractors and naturopaths and homeopaths are back, but boys and girls and leading the way back for everybody to regain sanity nutritionally and otherwise uh, for their health and healing. And I'm so pleased and proud that this is happening. Uh, and uh, if it upsets our, our medical brethren, so be it until they come on over to the light side again, we welcome them as part of this as we did. And, and at the uh, healing for the ages event, there were a number of physicians that were there. They were not speaking, but they were absorbing and learning. And uh, we appreciated all of them for doing so and uh, being part of this. Dr. Ely, uh, you've got even more to share. And by the way, Dr. Group, way to overachieve in answering my question. <laughs> you nailed it. And well, then- by the way, let me just add one more thing to that, <laughs> is that we've been working with scientists like Dr. Anna and Dr. Nixon, who are really leading the way as far as these this nanotechnology, this quantum dot technology. And they've looked at practically you know, hundreds of different things under the dark field and light field microscopy. And it just so turns out that EDTA is melting away the hydrogels and actually one of the top things that are deactivating the nanotechnology as well. So it's, it is a broad spectrum uh, supplement that is now we're finding has multiple benefits across the board for multiple different things. Amen. Yeah, I, I wanted to, uh, Robert, I wanted to give a shout out to Zen Honeycutt and Moms Across America today Love for this Zen. awesome um, study they did on school lunches. Um, they just dropped it on Monday. So everybody should go and check out uh, Moms Across America. They just did a great press release on it. And what they showed definitively in 43, uh, they collected 43 samples across 15 states. So you have a broad spectrum layout of, you know, and, and then they sent it in for lab analysis. of all the lunches they tested had some glyphosate residue on it, some Monsanto's Roundup residue on it. But what was really astounding when we're talking about metals is that the highest um, sample that they took had was 6,293 times the safe level of heavy metals in the food. And at the same time, while you're pumping all this poison, all these heavy metals, into our children, which of course started with the Nazis in Buchenwald and in Auschwitz and everything. That's where all this research originates from. What happens after that is that they're also getting no minerals, no nutrient content. So every time we were worried about these damn shots and with great justification, right? But now we, we have to really consider that, okay, this baby is going to get a one-shot series every couple of months or something like that in a really horrible reality. Every day, they're being pumped full of these heavy metals. Every day, they're being given food that has no, or it's not food. They're being given substances that are called food that have absolutely no nutritional value, but are definitively poisonous and definitively cancer-causing. And we wonder why these children are having you know, neurologic issues showing up that what they want to call ADHD. We're wondering why there's bad behavior. We wonder why there's learning deficits. We wonder why our children are, are showing estrogenic um, realities in their, in their bodies, putting on all this weight and, and not looking like a child is supposed to look, not looking like a healthy child mm-hmm. is supposed to look. Well, it all comes down to the, the foundation of this evil, which is heavy metals. Get heavy metals in. Heavy metals on a simple level, everyone, short circuits your neurology. Your neurology, you have about 600 miles of nerves in your body if you're an adult. And if they deposit 
heavy metals in every single day, day after day after day, it's going to show up as a whole bunch of short circuits that's going to manifest as a variety mm -hmm. of diseases. And they get the plausible deniability of it couldn't have been that little bit of, of heavy metals. No, it wasn't that little bit. It was that little bit that you kept putting in there every single day, day after day after day. And then we're going to vilify something that actually works like EDTA, because then what that's doing is that's messing up the plan. The plan is for you to have heavy metals in your body that short circuit how your nerves work and cause a whole bunch of disease and throw your immune system into a crazy space. Well, EDTA is doing something very interesting. And so the article that Dr. Artis just shared with everybody, there was this one extra line in there that I just read that was wild talking about lactate dehydrogenase. Well, lactate dehydrogenase is going to be something that's elevated when a person's in a pro-inflammatory state. Well, guess what we've been seeing since 2020? What do we talk about? IL-6 and CRP levels are elevated and everything is about inflammation, 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 right? Well, what this tells us is that EDTA has a antioxidant potential, even if it's not specifically antioxidant, it's definitely at least pseudo antioxidant. It has the same mechanism of action of taking somebody out of an inflammatory state and guess what happens then? pseudouridine levels go down, and now protein synthesis starts to self-correct. And once you get that, what you're now talking about is moving away from just treating injuries from these damn shots and all this, this evil that's out there. Now you start talking about cancer therapeutics. Now you start talking about something that probably should be at least recommended for every single person going through um, any type of cancer therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. what does it take us back to the basics? We got to get like Dr. Group says all the time, you got to clean the internal environment. You got to clean the external environment. And then it all starts working like it's supposed to work. It's actually not that complex. Mm -hmm. Give the body what it needs, remove from it that which it doesn't and watch the miracle of creation do its job. Dr. Jana Schmidt, you know that well. And I pray that your audio is going to be catching up with your video. You're looking so lovely. And uh, I thank you so much for making us all look much better because these guys with me, eh, they're all right looking. I mean, actually, they're better looking than me, but go ahead. Thank you. I, you know, um, what you're talking about that article and when I was all the horrible things these children are eating every day, there's Wi-Fi radiation, right? That's just making the problem. I, I really um, like there's a, a documentary people could look at that if you want to try and get that dr schmidt i got to interrupt here because your audio is so crackly and un unintelligible and you are so intelligent i don't want to lose it uh, uh super don recommends that you just reboot and reconnect there's sometimes it's weird like that it's like kicking the tv when it wouldn't come in the, you know back in the day or kicking the tires and suddenly it works again go ahead and reboot and reconnect because i don't want to okay. miss a word you have to share um she's a dynamo and what she presented for me, no offense to the guys here, but I loved what she said on stage and she she lit it up when we were all together at the Healing for the Ages. And by the way, you can go to the Robert Scott Bell website today, robertscottbell.com. We'll have the banners up always here for the Healing for the Ages. Even though you weren't there, if you weren't there, you can still get the digital download and, it, and there's a, a code bell to get 50 bucks off and uh, empower yourself and others and share this good news. It's great news, in fact. Uh, you know, for some of you, it, it might be, sound a little bit too good to be true just because you're so used to uh, 
maybe you hear from doctors uh, a lot of scientific big words, and you've heard a lot of big words already today, but trying to uh, simplify it as a task. It is indeed something that was done over the course of the weekend with the Healing for the Ages group. Uh, but the, uh, the integration of the things we're talking about is something that is very accessible and not complicated. So I don't want you to be intimidated away because you hear big words here. It's not, they're not saying this stuff to impress you, just to let people know. This is the stuff that's being read. This is the stuff in the scientific journals and trying to make sense out of it is then bringing this stuff out for you to access it. So I just wanted to set the stage. If anybody's feeling intimidated by what you've heard so far, that's not the intent. All right, Robert Scott Bell, I want you to do something while we're waiting for Jana. Okay. I want you to pull up a uh, article titled University of Arizona, like venom coursing through the veins. Or through the body. I pull up that Did article. Did you drop it in? Did you just drop that one in? Nope. I just put in one that is a, a a test or actually a study showing that EDTA can actually be a therapeutic to reverse neurotoxicity disorders. Now, what's important about that is, is nothing creates more problem for the brain than these two things I have found. Heavy metal poisoning in the brain leading to symptoms like dementia, Alzheimer's, you name it, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So in this, they're talking about how EDTA helps to reverse neurotoxicities, including ALS, Parkinson's, MS, schizophrenia, you name it, all kinds of stuff. So EDTA helps to draw out those heavy metals, which is phenomenal. That's just what I threw in there. There's just a lot of benefits we're finding. They talk about in the abstract or summary of this article that it works because it helps to reverse oxidative stress. Well, that's interesting. That's all we've been talking about for years and years is disease being triggered by ROS, which is oxidative stress syndrome. So EDTA can help to reverse that also. My, my draw would be to this is it's pulling out heavy metals that don't belong there. Like the inorganic minerals are all being exposed to nonstop. Then number two, parasites are very common. They cross the blood brain barrier. They like to eat on our brain and cerebral spinal fluid in the cases of MS. Uh, so anybody with MS needs to do a parasite, uh, analysis a stool sample mm -hmm. you will find that you have nematode cysts or eggs being released in your bowels and those are the those are nematodes which are heart worms in dogs and cats they're mm -hmm. also called round worms and anybody who has dogs and cats in your life you are all susceptible for having at any point the passing of the eggs or cyst eliminated from the animals getting into your mouth and into your body. That's how they shed. It's through a fecal oral route. That's how we get them. So anybody that's have those, uh, you should know. The reason why I bring this up is the EDTA. I just put that in the chat to share with people because it's exciting that this has the potential to help reverse even neurological diseases, which is phenomenal. But the University of Arizona published a study in 2021 and they titled their article. I should put it in here, actually. I'm going to look it up and throw it in there. And the reason why I do this, I want you to pull up Robert Scott Bell, the first mm -hmm. study I showed and send into this chat of how EDTA helps to inhibit something called phospholipase A2. And so that was the first important. article you sent earlier. Yep. Pull that up and just show the title. Super Don, you have that, that first article. That, there it is. No, that that's the neurotoxicity one. I think it was earlier on. Uh, you showed it earlier. It's from sciencedirect.com, I think it was. I want you to pull this up, this article I just put in the chat. The first article I put in was this one. You're looking at it right now on the screen. The inhibitory or blocking effect of EDTA on the disease-causing phospholipids by phospholipase A2 toxins that is found, yes, in some chronically ill people, but it was first ever isolated out of snake venoms. 
All right, so phospholipase A2, I want you to focus on that in this title. 1990, they figured out EDTA stops phospholipase A2 toxins from snake venoms, including cobras and crates, from causing death to mammals. Now, I want you to show the article I just put up. This is from the University of Arizona, summer of 2021. The article's titled, Like Venom Coursing Through the Body, Researchers Identify the Mechanism That's Driving COVID-19 Deaths. And if you keep reading in the subtitle, researchers have identified what may be the key molecular mechanism responsible for COVID-19 deaths and enzyme related to neurotoxins found in rattlesnake venom. Please scroll down to the second paragraph in this article. All right. Second paragraph reads this way. Researchers from the University of Arizona in collaboration with Stony Brook University of Wake Forest School of Medicine analyzed blood samples from two groups of patients from two different hospital systems, all that died. 300 of them. And they found circulation of the enzyme secreted phospholipase A2 may be the most important factor in predicting which patients with severe COVID-19 eventually die due to the disease. Mm. This phospholipase A2 enzyme, go back to the article I just sent you. You just had up on the screen with the title. In 1990, they published that this enzyme found in COVID-19 patients causing death of everyone in hospitals is actually found in rattlesnake venom per Arizona. But the research study from 1990 that came up just before this one, it shows that EDTA inhibits phospholipase A2. Just so you know, the enzyme phospholipase A2 is what's responsible whenever a snake or scorpion or some venomous creature bites its prey. Phospholipase A2 does one thing and one thing only. It destroys cell membranes and all the organs inside the body of the animal. It is what is responsible for multiple organ failure. Hmm. So to find this document from 1990 was super exciting. I was like, I had no idea, Dr. Group, that they actually handled phospholipase A2. If you know about the foreign protein cleanse I just released at the Healing for the Ages conference, that product, the whole compilation of every ingredient in there is to address phospholipase A2 and the nanotech and graphene oxide. That's the whole reason that thing was made. I had no idea EDTA had that potential also to protect against those enzymes, venomous enzymes that cause multiple organ failure. There is a third thing. Like if I was just to throw out a whimsical, nicotine patches would be an antidote, your foreign protein cleanse, your EDTA, and then for sure, Dr. Ed Group's already got it. He's got a whole bottle of it. Go buy it. Ashwagandha would be the other thing I would add to it. There's nothing that protects from multiple organ failure from venomous spike proteins that 5 billion people have been injected with inside of plasmids like we learned from Dr. Henry Ely and Kevin McKernan. They did a great job of bringing this to our attention. Now we know how they're orchestrating this biological weaponry to tell our cells, mammal cells and bacteria and yeast to manufacture venoms. And how cool is it that DDTA alongside the ashwagandha and other things in foreign protein cleanse are proven to do that. And nicotine's phenomenal to release the venoms from every cell in your body. And uh, Janice Schmidt's uh, God complex inside of her bee pollen, <laughs> glucose oxidase. Oh my God. I think it's phenomenal. And God made it, which is incredible. Pretty awesome. Do I sound better now? Yay! Yeah, I just moved. I just moved inside. So I like being outside. Too. We got to hear from you. Well, you know, when when uh, we're in the throes of this and people are coming to us, we're all trying to figure it out. Um, what's going on? What's going on with so 
I just did what I knew, right? This is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 this. And uh, everything was working beautifully. A thousand people had um, gotten better. I was like, this is amazing. Well, when Dr. Artis told me about the snake venom, I thought, wow, let me look. And every single thing that was right, that was working, was also anti-venom. I'm like, oh, like <laughs> this is a no-brainer. So I thought that was really cool. I was, I was on board right away. Uh, I didn't take much convincing, <laughs> right, right, Dr. Artis? So I was really pretty excited about, uh, about that. Yeah, right. Including bee pollen. It does what, block. Um, Go ahead. And I thought it was exciting to see Robert Scott Bell and other homeopaths from around the world talking about they're doing evaluations on COVID-19 patients and the solutions that keep coming back, even from technology they use to look for the solution in homeopathics. Yes. Around the world, people are reaching out to me going, oh, my God, this finally explains why snake venom homeopathics were always mm -hmm. coming up and working for COVID-19 patients. And I thought that was phenomenal. And he re reviewed that again at the Trinity Health and Freedom Expo this weekend in Chicago. Yeah. And I may mention it a bit uh, when we're together this weekend. But this is another part of uh, the, the, the energetic interface with all the things we're talking about to optimize when we go deep into that homeopathic communication. Uh, and that's, you know, we're the redheaded stepchild of even natural medicine, as you know. Very few people go there. I, I know, Ed, you are always been sensitive to these energies as well, and and all of you here are open to it. But it's something that is uh, even, you know, with using nicotine, and I talk about homeopathic nicotinum as another way to uh, optimize the utilization in case there's any uh, pathway uh, corruption or inhibition on the use of something that uh, Dr. Artis and others have said, hey, this is going to block some of the negative or all of the negative effects here. We did have a question coming in from our buddy Chris, who's watching. Uh, can Dr. Artis or anyone advise? on the nicotine lozenge that doesn't have objectionable ingredients. We've got a lot of people that are into purity here. Yeah, this is actually something uh, Dr. Group did a great job of investigating for a while. And uh, Dr. Henry Ely just put a list of a couple brands that we found as far as nicotine patches were the cleanest that we could find. And that was the rugby brand. And then also what's called the Lucy brand. They make gums, mints. Those are probably the cleanest we have found as far as ingredients that I've ever seen. And I've looked at a ton. Very good. And as far as the reason yeah. I'm doing bee pollen every day, there's a lot of reasons, but Dr. Schmidt went so deep. And you, you mentioned God in this as well, which I love, because the spiritual essence of a, a food like this is is really opening uh, us to, I believe, a, a direct, a more direct connection to the divine when we do these things. And I think, Dr. Schmidt, you get that totally. I do. Right. This, that's, that's where it is. The closer we uh, live and operate and heal, um, to the way God is pr provided for us, right? The further we get away from that and get into man-made things, then it just disrupts everything. It disrupts the way our body's made. So we're God-made. We should be looking to God-made solutions. Absolutely. I do have, if I have a moment, I have something funny to share. So um, I have lots of trees, lots of things growing on our property. And uh, I was doing some research on neem, N-E-E-M. It's great. I've used it for years. I've got beautiful neem trees in the yard. And I... I chewed, I chewed one of the leaves. I do it every once in a while. I chewed one of the leaves. I hadn't done it in a while. And suddenly everything tasted better for the rest of the day. And I'm like, what is this? So I actually researched a little bit more. And I never thought, I mean, I never thought that anything I was eating or exposed to would have had any venom in it or poison like that. But evidently it did. Neem is... Um, protects the body against poisons and snake venom. So 
in India, they use it commonly. They chew the leaves before they go out and hunt because that's going to prevent them from getting hurt if a snake bites them. So it's a prophylaxis for snake venom. And I thought, what in the world? And this is just this tree growing, right? You just chew the leaves and spit it out and it will protect you. So that's yet another God-given way to uh, protect us from the ongoing snake venom. And I feel like we need it now, right? I, I didn't think anything that I was doing would have exposed me to that, but clearly we're all at risk. So we all need to take measures. For sure. Can I, Robert, can I throw one thing in real quick? Because we have some folks that are, are exploring nicotine use or neem. Um, I think this would be more for nicotine uh, than anything else. We have some folks that when they're exploring the nicotine use, they actually shoot past the mark a little bit. And they and it starts wigging them out a little bit. It can create like a sympathetic fight or flight kind of response where the heart starts uh, speeding mm -hmm. up a little bit. And it gets, makes people feel a little uneasy. The, the remedy for that, we were doing some research this week on it. The remedy for that, everybody, is liposomal glutathione. So taking a little glutathione is going to accelerate the clearance of nicotine. And then if you also bring in a little bit of lecithin powder and a little bit of uh, maybe some vegan protein powder, um, then what you're going to do is you're going to offset the neurotransmitters um, that the uh, that the that nicotine is really activating, you're going to offset it, and you're going to help take yourself out of that kind of heightened state. Typically, within about 15 to 30 minutes, so you don't have to stay there, kind of freaking out if you overshot the mark a little bit. Beautiful. And I always we remind, always learn something new when we're talking. Yeah. I'm like writing this down real quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I always remind. <laughs> we're always learning something new. It's great. I know. I was like saving all the stuff yeah, Brian yeah. was saying. Utilizing right. <laughs> 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 glutathione. Remember that selenium is the uh, it, mineral that allows for the activation in other words the peroxidase form as well within the body and we know that selenium deficiency is is all broad, so broad based and that's a big part of why we see so much cancer and other things but again another aspect of this and also when we get to the arrhythmia issue i've talked as well about uh, copper deficiency how copper yeah. helps critically uh, in terms of uh, the electrical signaling to the heart uh, and, you know, Dr. Artis and everybody here has talked also about the deficiency or the, the dropping of, of copper levels due to uh, using, uh, well, the fact that it's not in many foods anymore, although right. bee pollen is one of those sources I recommend uh, that, uh, you know, if you take a lot of zinc and vitamin C in isolation, that can also drop copper. So that's another aspect as we, it's not one thing, it's everything. And I don't mean to throw that in to confuse anybody, but it's a symphony and we're trying to learn how to play that thing. And for those that feel a bit overwhelmed, take the time download the electronic or digital version of the Healing for the Ages conference. We have the code BELL to get you 50 bucks off as well. And um, there, there it is. And it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. It's the 19th of October for those of you catching this live. Uh, there will be another Healing for the Ages conference. I don't know exactly when. It, Dr. Artis, you probably know when it is. And, uh, you know, I can't wait already because it was so much fun. And one other thing, and I don't know if this was Dr. Groups doing or not, but you can t all take credit for this. Uh, you know, I posted a meme up that one of the things I say, sometimes people grab it and they make it into cartoons because I am a cartoon character. And I said, if you're not already committed to eating organic, you're uh, in conflict with your own body. And how important it was and what you guys did for the Healing for the Ages conference, you made sure clean food was available for everybody. God bless you. That's something that is overlooked in almost every conference I've ever attended with very, very rare exception. 
And I'm going to give credit to Ed Group to making sure that happened because that was one of the things he wanted to make sure happened to make the conference different than all before. And uh, kudos to him to making sure we stood behind that and got that done. And the chefs at the Hilton Granite Park in Texas. They were amazing. They ran with it and did it and uh, created something very memorable for everybody who attended. Everybody said they've never had food that incredible at any conference ever. And I agree. And the dates are for next year. Ely, go ahead and tell him the dates because he's the one that helped set that up. We've already reserved the hotel for next year. Uh, September 12th, 13th, and 14th next year in person. Uh, we, we, we are going to do a, um, a virtual event in the springtime where we're still in concept. We don't have dates for that one yet, but we are going to do another one. We don't want to stay too far away from everybody because so much happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that's really cool is we are going to do one more um, freebie follow-up in December again date to be determined and so anybody who does sign up for these replays uh robert will get access to that as well where you can start doing some cute direct q a's with us and and stuff like that also and i've told dr artis this but you guys are invited too i'm going to be hosting uh with one of uh, the groups that helps to do this uh an online type event dealing with everything that's considered the catch-all phrase of long COVID, and i I uh, really want you guys all to be part of that because you have such uh, insight that without which we wouldn't be complete. So uh, I'll be talking to you guys more about that. Now, we're up against the hard break here. Our, our friends at UK Health Radio have to drop, but you're welcome to hang out. we got a 60-second break. I can do a bonus round for any of you that can stick around for a little bit longer. Then I've got to do some recording at the bottom of the hour. So uh, I will say thank you, profuse thanks and appreciation. And uh, hopefully, uh, Brian Artis is not offended when I call him Bri Bri. It's a term of affection. Uh, no, no offense, brother. No, I, no, I can't offend you. Anyway, we got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Bonus round next. Thank you, Jana. Thank you, Henry. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Super Don and, and Jonathan E. Ward in the first uh, round, uh, hour one, uh, with the Sacred Fire of Liberty. We'll be back in a moment for those that want to hang out. The power to heal is yours. All right, bonus round commences, and the rock, some of the rock stars of the next generation of healing taking place on planet Earth are still with us. Dr. Group had to drop off. He's got another uh, call, and uh, we're not going to go super long, but there's never enough time, especially when we get together with this crew. Uh, so it looks like uh, I got Brian Artis is still with us, and Ed, uh, well, Ed had to drop, and there's Dr. Ely, and uh, I appreciate Jana bearing with us and getting on so at the end we could actually hear her. That's the technological challenge we have with that beautiful soul that she is and, and wonderful healer. So thanks guys for hanging out a little longer. It's great to be here, buddy. It's great <laughs> to see you. Row, row. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, one of the things I want to do, if there's ever like a place where we go, where there's a basketball court, I want you to show me how to shoot properly. Cause I've never had proper instruction. I know how natural talent you are in basketball and what you've done. So just another thing to expand you know, my skill set, I'm, I'm kickboxing. That doesn't do well on the basketball court. I'd get, I'd be fouling everybody. That wouldn't be good. It does. Well, I love basketball. basketball. I think Robert, that's how you get, you know, when you take, get to the. There we got Dr. Ely. Now his audio is glitching out. <laughs> I think what he's going to say is uh, that's how Dennis Rodman excelled as a champion in the NBA was uh, kickboxing. Everybody. Off yeah, the court. Bill Lambeer, uh, the, ba- Bill the bad Lambeer. boys of the Detroit Pistons back in the day. Dr. Healy's got to drop and come back somehow. We got to get him right. better. But 
You know, the, All right, you but know, I do want to say something because yeah. we didn't have time in the previous one. I want to say something for anybody who's stayed tuned in to this show for the mm-hmm. extra encore. When Jana Schmidt, for example, is talking about chewing on a neem leaf and then all of a sudden everything tastes better, she realized and has learned over the last year and a half what venom does to the taste receptors or nerves in your tongue mm-hmm. and the smell receptors in your olfactory bulb of your nose so she's learned this so as she's chewing on it she's like oh my god i could taste everything better i didn't know i had venom in my body i've tried to avoid that my whole life let me explain to you what she most likely is experiencing because the rest of the world is too when you talk about venom that can be overwhelming to people to to assume in any way that we are all being poisoned with venoms in any way whatsoever Mm -hmm. it just seems so ridiculous and far out there it's not really that far-fetched uh, have you ever heard of something called glyphosate, Robert Scott Bell? We unfortunately talk about it all too often. And, and, and Dr. Ely, I'm so grateful you brought up uh, the Zen Honeycut and the Moms Across America. We talked about that study early in the week as well. I mean, this is as devastating as anything. And people are un, unbeknownst to them eating what they think are, are cleaner foods. And every day it's coming into their system and they don't even know it. And it's acting like an antibiotic. It's disrupting the tight junctions in their gut. So they have the leaky gut. There's so much going on with glyphosate. It's ridiculous. And I want to explain to people that in 2003, I found a study a few months ago that actually answers why Jana had these symptoms and why so many people are still struggling. I didn't know this. If you believe you don't have venom in your body or have been exposed to venoms, you need to look at glyphosate. Glyphosate is owned by a company called Monsanto. Monsanto makes glyphosate, owns the patent on it. And 70% of all farms in the world, they're using glyphosate on your food. Glyphosate, in 2003, they decided to do a study. They wanted to know, what does glyphosate, when human beings eat it, what happens when it actually gets inside the cell of a human being? And this is exactly what they published in 2003. When glyphosate goes inside the cell of the human, it actually chelates and kicks out of the cell copper first, zinc second. Mm-hmm. And then magnesium in the bloodstream gets drawn into the cell with the glyphosate. Now, when copper and zinc come out of the cell, iron and magnesium go inside the cell. And iron inside the cell, where oxygen is, is going to oxidize and turn into rust. And you're going to develop mm-hmm. diseases the way Thomas E. Levy describes it, you're going to rust all of your cells with this excess iron in your cells. And what your medical doctors are going to see is, as you continue to chomp down glyphosate in your non-organic foods, you're going to deplete copper and zinc out of your cells. You're also putting iron inside the cells where it's supposed to be in your bloodstream. And the doctors are going to take your blood and tell you that you're anemic. We don't see enough iron in your blood. Mm -hmm. That must be why you're tired. Let's Mm -hmm. add more iron. When the reality is, the iron can't be where the copper and zinc is. So as Correct. the copper and zinc came out, iron goes into the cell, and now you become anemic. Mm-hmm. The iron's still in your body. It's just in the wrong place. It needs to be okay. outside of there. So like when Jana started chewing this neem leaf, it started releasing glyphosate, which operates exactly like venoms, and this is what I find disgusting. Monsanto also owns, per the NIH, the largest library of patented insecticides, insecticides that they spray on all farms around the world, Monsanto, the same company that makes glyphosate. They also own the largest patent library of insecticides made from snake venom, spider venom, wasp venom, and 
another one. Spider, snake, scorpion, scorpion venom. Now, if this is true and they own those patents, I don't know if you know this, Robert Scott Bell, your audience says don't. You know glyphosate and snake venom, all venoms do the exact same thing in the human body. They make you lose copper and zinc out of your cells and require magnesium inside the cell to activate it. So when glyphosate has the exact same machinery of toxicity and disease-causing impact on your cells as venom does, like identical, mm-hmm. and Monsanto also owns insecticides made from venoms of all kinds of creatures, it is not far-fetched to assume glyphosate is probably synthetic venom. Like, it behaves just like it. And when you spray it out of a airplane as a crop duster and it lands in your soil guess what it does to the copper in the soil it chelates and destroys the copper now the plants aren't going to get copper inside the cells of the plants you're going to eat the plants that are now copper deficient you Mm -hmm. are going to become copper deficient you eat foods that are processed and have glyphosate in it and dr ely did a great job of bringing up this moms across america research study he didn't mention this i know it was in his brain but he didn't say it they tested school lunches across states. These are in your public schools. <laughs> and they found toxic loads of glyphosate in all of them. And I mean, it's just insane. Like 95% of all of them had high amounts yeah, of glyphosate. 95%. 95%. Yeah. 95%. So this is glyphosate that operates like venoms. Its machinery is exactly the same as venoms. And if you think you're not being exposed to venoms, you are. At least you're being exposed to v- venom-like compounds that right. do the exact same thing so yeah and this is why i point out in the you know the the, the, the slide that shows all the minerals that have been depleted from the soils and i look at that and i'm like oh my gosh this explains why copper has been depleted more than any other almost 80 percent uh lower than when it was initially tested all of these uh you know soil minerals so it's not there in the food and you have to do a lot to find it and get it and that's why i talk about supplementing with forms that can be utilized immediately right. uh in the body Right. And we, we, one of the things we, we have to do with the audience, too, is just you cannot wash glyphosate off of the outside of your veggies. And, and for this reason, it's sprayed over the soil. And what happens with uh, plant physiology is that whatever's in the soil is going to be drawn into, into the inner you know, structure of the plant. When you look at a plant cell, they're very similar to human cells, but they have one real key um, distinction in addition to chloroblasts. They have uh, a, something called a vacuole, and a vacuole is you want to think of it like a, uh, a, a, a trash can within the cell because plants don't have the same detoxifying capability that a human or a mammalian cell is going to have. So what they have to do is they have to be able to isolate what they're exposed to that could kill them, in this case, glyphosate. And what they do is they put it into the little, this little vacuole, this little trash can in every single you know, cell of the plant. So if you think you're going to just magically use some kind of rinse or wash off the outside and then you're, you're just fine, it doesn't matter whether you buy organic or not, that is wrong. That is a terrible thought. And every time you bite, you're going to break open those trash cans within the plant cell and you're just going to be exposing yourself to concentrated levels of pesticides. So it's not okay to think that, oh, I'm going to save a penny here. I'm going to save a few cents here on something. What you are doing is paying for poison. And that's what the is really bringing to light. I've been paying to poison ourselves for decades. And then Mm -hmm. you can't be surprised then when you are developing diseases, serious diseases. 
Dude, you guys are bringing it, strengthening the arguments I've been trying to make for years, but even more detail about the things we're exposed to in terms of toxic poisons, whether you call them vented venom or synthetic uh, peptides that the pharmaceutical industry has developed over decades. And in fact, when we look at you know, the Monsanto lineage now, as it's now owned by Bayer, Hest, that is direct demon spawn of IG Farben. You know, the multinational eventual chemical conglomerate out of Nazi Germany still doing the same things they did way back then. And when when they operated on and they experimented upon Jews, gypsies, gays, minorities, people who had uh, disabilities. And now they've just expanded it to the entire planet. They don't care who gets poisoned. And uh, this is the kind of information that we must continue to bring so that we can help you to counteract it should you choose to do so, which we believe in your freedom to reject everything we're saying here. That's okay, but I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, explore deeper and, and get the healing <laughs> for the bad, ages. That'd be a uh, bad idea, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. If, if anybody listening wanted to kick what we're saying right now to the curb, that's going to come back and bite you sooner rather than yeah. later. All right. So just, just throwing that out there for everybody. And this is one of the big blessings of actually sitting and learning from each other. Uh, Dr. Ely, I was sitting in Chicago up on stage watching Robert do his presentation. And he puts up this slide that shows minerals depleted from the soil over time. And the one that was deficient the most in all of our farmland soil in America was copper. I mean, by by a bunch and i was like oh my god i had never seen that chart before <laughs> i was like oh my god there it is this is what glyphosate does it destroys copper that's exactly why it's not found in the soils it chelates that out of us and then it destroys it out of our own bodies so once it dumps it into your bloodstream you're going to poop it out sweat it out whatever it is how everybody detoxes these things from the blood you're going to be excreting these minerals that don't belong in the bloodstream mm -hmm. they belong inside your cells robert scott bell and dr ely Tell the world, what does copper do inside your cells? What's it responsible for? You You're all one? deficient in it. You might as well learn. What does it do? What's it required to do? Well, one of the things that copper is going to be fantastic at doing is maintaining that you had said earlier, an iron balance, right? So we're, the body is going to use vitamin C and copper to maintain and really bring iron in. And so there's going to be a swap out. Mm for it. So when we were, when we just did a sh radio show on this, I think what we recorded like two days ago, Brian, yes. or something like that, it's airing tomorrow, where there was a great question of somebody saying, listen, I, I, I am told that uh, my, my ferritin levels, my iron storage levels are always way too high. The only thing that the cult of Asclepius is telling me is basically bloodletting. I mean, they're talking about blood transfusions, mm -hmm. basically talking about doing that. And it's like, well, wait a minute, this is a biochemical process going on here. Right. And there's another layer to this that we're just that we're still investigating. And this is something called flavodiiron. Now, what happens is that in order for a bacteria, like let's say a bacteria becomes weaponized by these plasmids, mm -hmm. when it becomes weaponized by the plasmids, it's going to try to extend its life cycle. In order to extend its life cycle, it has to be able to turn off the production of hydrogen peroxide. So hydrogen peroxide will self-limit the lifespan of the, of the microorganism. To do that, what it does is it starts stealing electrons and turning those electrons that are stolen along with a little bit of iron that it pulls out into a substance called flavodiiron that basically nullifies the ability to produce hydrogen peroxide. Mm -hmm. So it's this crazy sub biochemistry that's going on. But what are we getting down to what we're really talking about to bring it back up to the, the bird's eye view is Minerals are in the wrong place. We have certain, we're missing certain minerals. Some minerals that shouldn't be in the cell, like iron, are 
in yeah. the cell and, and not and at too high of a quantity, instead of being available for the bone marrow to be able to make new red blood cells and things of that nature, because iron predominantly is supposed to be used for, um, for red blood cell formation, for hemoglobin formation. But what do we know that they've been doing over the last 20, 30 years, but especially they've executed in the last four years in a major way? They're attacking the key systems of life in the body at a biological level. They're attacking gas exchange, oxygen for carbon mm -hmm. dioxide. They're attacking hydrogen peroxide production. They're attacking energy production. And so they've been doing their homework for decades on how to destroy all these things, but to destroy it, Robert, yeah. subtly. Well, and so that they have plausible deniability very, that they didn't very do deeply. any of And Dr. Ely, to add to that, because what you said is actually ac very accurate in, in, in the use of iron in the body, iron metabolism, oxygen carrying capacity of iron, all of that depends on copper. And in coming back to uh, Dr. Artis's question, another thing that copper is critical to do in the cell at the mitochondrial level is the production of ATP. The energy of the cell relies on copper working with magnesium. And uh, again, the absence of copper means imbalances, including the magnesium flooding the cell and the way that you talked about it as well, that becomes problematic along with what, you, you know, we referenced it this, this, this past hour. It's just fascinating how it all comes together. Yep. Right. And it's, it's brilliant. It's evil beyond yeah. anything that you could ever imagine. But there's a level of brilliance in there that makes you go, what if these people used this knowledge for good? Mm -hmm. What if they, because that's all it takes is a little shift in this. So that's what we're doing. We're figuring out how do we take this same nonsense that they're doing and start using it for good. And then you start seeing there's all this stuff from the neem to the bees, to the EDTA, to the nicotine and to the cholesterol, heaven forbid you have an egg. You know, there's all these things that they want to convince you are horrible for you that are actually essential to the production of testosterone and the production of, you know, just a healthy functional physiology and biochemistry in your body. There's a reason we have nicotinic acetylcholine receptors everywhere. It's because our bodies were designed to work with nicotine. It's the same lie they've told us about cannabis, the same lie they've told us about tobacco, the same lie they've told us about cholesterol, the same lie. I mean, it's yeah. just and the same lie they're telling people now. You know what? I just heard this uh, yesterday that just blew my mind. We have, there's a, my sister has a friend who, of course, is all about the cult of Asclepius, and she has been on an antibiotic, at least one antibiotic. Mm -hmm. Every day for the last seven years. <laughs> and guess, Brian, what they found. She had a couple of knee operations, of course, right? And they're talking about having to amputate her legs now, right? Guess what they found in the knee capsule when they aspirated it? E. coli. Now, wait a minute. You're on antibiotics every day. For over seven years, you'd think you'd be about as germ-free if you want to look at it like that as you could possibly, no. right? Hey, no. Ely, teach them about e. those uh, plasmid-constructed E. coli. Well there, well, there we go. What, did they, what have they done in the labs? What's their favorite microorganism that they genetically modified? E. coli. E. coli. Yeah. They, that's their favorite one. And 
that's their one that they can easily get their plasmids from their labs into. And that's the one that's going to take over the entire body. And that's the one that they blame for all of our problems with spinach, right? right? How many times have you heard that there's, don't eat that spinach. Don't eat that spinach because it's going to have an E. coli infection on it. This is a very cool conversation, Ely, that that they found that inside the knee of that individual on antibiotics. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Okay. So this is important. Seven years. This is important. This is why we have this encore while we stayed on because I'm going to learn something from Ely. This is why mm-hmm. I stay on. I'm like, what, where, where's he going to be? I'm going to hang out. He's going to teach me something. Okay, so one thing I <laughs> that I loved from Ely that he actually did a great, great job of presenting at the Healing for the Ages. So go get the thing. Put the bell promo code in there, B-E-L-L, get the 50 bucks off. He shows the whole world that these DNA plasmids that they inserted into the COVID-19 shots and are being used as the COVID-19 infectious weapon for sure – these DNA plasmids, they instruct, they put inside of the DNA plasmid, this little circular piece of DNA, this little instruction to make the bacteria antibiotic resistant. Mm-hmm. So when that DNA plasma gets inside of E. coli, enterobacter, whatever type of bacteria, it actually instructs that bacteria to become bacterial antibiotic resistant. And Ely was up on stage. He's like, and what have they lied to us about? That everybody's been taking too many antibiotics and now the whole world's antibiotic resistant. Or and I was, he's like, they created and engineered this antibiotic mm. resistance. Yeah. So they tell you to take it. They know people with infections that are bacterial. They're going to give them these things and it's not going to work for most of them. But yeah. uh, these people are still going to remain sick. There's no... There's no way of helping these people from the medical standpoint because all they have are the antibiotics to throw at it. And yeah. the medical doctors have no idea that geneticists around the world are being paid by pharmaceutical companies to develop what are called plasmids to make bacteria antibiotic resistant. So this lady, this friend of his sister, is actually taking antibiotics for seven years and they aspirate out of her knee a whole bunch of E. coli bacteria that should have been easily killed by antibiotics. Mm-hmm. But this E. coli and enterobacter bacteria and yeast have been engineered. And we take the audiences through how they did this. They have engineered bacteria and yeast to manufacture toxic payloads Mm -hmm. and then make their DNA antibiotic resistant. Right. So it's so, I mean, this is just one of those lies, man, that there's so much antibiotics out there that we're now antibiotic resistant. No, they're making the bacteria antibiotic resistant, but what's another big lie. How about this? Robert Scott Bell. How about too much sun is bad for you? The sun uh, is bad for you. Dude. The sun is bad <laughs> for you. You're trying to tick me off here. No, no, we can't and start. Fluoride on. in your water is good for you. Oh, yeah. Fluoride oh, good Lord. All right, guys. And, and vaccines are, are good too, Brian. <laughs> vaccines are safe and effective. Safe this and effective. The sun, sun is bad. This is the most shock full bonus for round I've ever just done. Think about it. Right. It's just retarded. Right. When you stop for a second and just like it's laughable that we've even entertained this as a conversation at, at all, let yeah. alone for decades. It's just what yeah. are we doing? Well, that's why a big part of what I do is try to restore uh, integrity to the skeletal, well, connective tissue as a whole, because all of that breakdown means function is lost as well, structure, function, relationships. So, and also to, you know, counter uh, resistance, you know, I've been able to raise children with no antibiotics and have people come to me with all of these antibiotic resistant issues. And I can navigate through and beyond and around it, even to get the E. coli that is resistant because the stuff I work with is not 
there's no resistance. So there's ways around it. So I don't want to leave anybody in a scary place that, that we're all is lost. It's not. You come on to Healing for the Ages. You download the digital copy of it. Go go there. Bell, 50 bucks off. And plug into anything these guys are doing. And I'll be doing things with them as much as uh, they'll let me. And uh, we'll continue bringing the power to heal back where it belongs. And Brian Artis, I'm going to see you tomorrow as we head up just north of Portland into Washington State for uh, a big event with uh, we the Patriots, uh, what I can't even remember, PatriotsUnitedWA.com this weekend. It's called the Great Northwest Awakening. Yeah. So looking forward to seeing you there, my friend. And Dr. Ely, always great to see you. You guys are welcome. You know, anytime. You're awesome, Ely. Robert, I'll hang out with you as long as you don't call me Bri Bri. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just had to, ex- I had to exhaust it today. It's out of my system now. I'm You're back kidding. to being Do it, Dr. Brian oh, Artis. You know that one's sticking, Brian. You know, I can't wait till our next meeting. Know. You know that one's sticking. I know it's oh, coming. Bri, Bri. Oh, You're going to introduce Bri, Bri. me that way at the next Healing for the Ages conference oh, on stage. It, it, I know. I'm in such it's Everybody now. stand up and welcome Bri Bri to the stage. Bri Bri. Uh, yeah. Bri Bri Artis. Yeah. I, I thought I'd be welcome. Now it's it's toast. I've ruined it. So, but, all right. Then guys. I'm going to grab the mic and I'm going to go Ely, get over here, Ely. And you're going to be traumatized by the memory of your football coach when you're a kid. <laughs> All right, guys. Take off, and All I'll right, see guys. you tomorrow, Brian. Thanks, my brothers. Later, y'all. See you, guys. We'll see you later. Peace. All right.